0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The World's Original Podcast.
0: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered.
1: Patriots are-
2: Soundboards boards and cords and something yeah. called an MDHX here. I don't know what any of this is. Anyway. Thing. Talk what about patriots. DMHX. Uh, I don't know what that is. am just rattling off letters uh, and numbers? Numbers.
3: Very excited
4: about it. I'm not going to give away anything. Deuce. Nothing. I'm not going
2: to say a word. Well, you tried I last did. week. I did. I yeah. did. I mentioned that there were people that, in it. Will you stop? <laughs> so I don't know. Clintus. Back, uh,
5: Clintus
6: Clintus back on Clintus' dime. You got to take a bike to that game, you all know, right? See, bike with Barbie. Yes, and Alex is on the back, <laughs> ringing the bell. We're <laughs> here. <laughs> it's
5: actually
2: Traggs. How close is Kansas City to Chicago? I don't have an atlas with me, but I'm going to say pretty No, but pretty you close. know what I'm saying. <laughs> Four mean. hours
6: mean for guy. You know, <laughs> I'm not wrong. I didn't say you were wrong.
4: <laughs> I just said you were mean. Audrey. Uh-huh. In New Hampshire, uh, a piece so, of Mike. the absolute last place it would ever want to be is up your butt.
0: <laughs> this is Patriots
7: Unfiltered.
4: Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered.
2: All right. Welcome in to Patriots Unfiltered. That's right. It's Thursday here at uh, Gillette Stadium, and we will be talking some Patriots here for the next couple hours. That's right. It's Deuce back on the hosting chair. Uh, Fred's got some boss man responsibilities today. I'm um, here with Paul Perillo, Evan Lazar, And uh, we've got some stuff going on today. We're obviously waiting for the schedule to come out. And there was an announcement this morning. Tom Brady is going to be coming back for the Patriots' home opener this year, announced by Robert Kraft this morning on NFL Network. And I just got to say right off the top, for all the people who are writing in saying, is that it? Is that all they're doing? watch the video and he said this is just the start of many ways to honor tom but this seems like a simple way just to get him back in the building uh and and you know kind of bring him back into the fold a little bit but i don't think this is the end of it so a lot of people reaching out on twitter and emails are like is that
6: it they're just gonna have like a you know have them at the game it's no 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 (laughs) it's the beauty and then the down like you know the 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 downfall of twitter because people are you know the beauty is you you get some information right you know robert Kraft said tom brady's going to be honored but then People didn't actually see what was said, and uh, I think they some jumped to conclusions, including my buddy Chris with a -A T-I-A-N, who evidently (laughs) couldn't figure out that. Robert specifically said, and I think I wrote in my original tweet, it's the first of many chances to honor Tom Brady. So this is not going to be... The only time. Yeah. Promise. promise. Yeah.
5: I don't know about you guys, but my phone is already blowing up with people asking me if I can get them tickets <laughs> to, to that game. I've already had three people t- reach out to me about tickets, and we, 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 d- we don't really... Anyways, uh, th- 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 don't 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 add us about tickets. All right. No. Sorry, I love you all, but please please don't.
2: No, just add Paul. He's the one who gets the tickets.
6: Yeah. yeah. No, one asked, no one asked. No one asked. No, that'll be a tough ticket to get. I go haven't by, had a request since yeah. Taylor Swift. No. Yeah, a lot which of people in the in the thirty-eight requests that I got for that next which weekend. Unfortunately, I yeah. had a lot a lot of let a lot of people down on that one. I yeah. But not able. everybody. No, I got some no, people. You hooked some the important people up. I did. Yeah, well, so I basically did it in order of people asking me.
2: Yeah. That'll be a big weekend. I um. You know, I think I think I mentioned my, uh, my son Campbell's about to have his 11th birthday next week. Just wanted a limo to a dance next Friday, calling around. There's no limos available because it's Taylor Swift night. Everything has been completely cleared out for his. So he will not be taking a limo to his fifth grade dance. It'll probably be my wife driving him in my Pathfinder. So sorry, that, buddy. That's kind of like <laughs> a limo. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs>
6: You'll be coming up on his therapy session in about fifteen years, <laughs> right?
2: All I wanted and was a limo. He wouldn't even
6: get me a limo for my fifth grade dance. For my eleventh birthday, not not eleventh n- birthday. Not I know, <laughs> I know. I'm oh, yeah, I was going with the fifth grade I, dance. It was just yeah, an eleventh yeah. birthday.
5: I said
2: in front of Lane, I'm like, I've only been in a limo I- twice in my life. One was my junior prom, and the other was my wedding. And she's like, that wasn't a limo. We just got a car. I was like, all right, then. I've only been in a limo <laughs> once in my whole life, my junior prom. But, uh, what what happened? Like, you drive around. I'm sure, like in your like town, you ever drive around and there's like a in house a limo. No, no, the, you're just driving around, there's a house, and there's just kind of a limo on the side, often parked there, and you wonder does this guy have a side business as just a limo guy, I, driver i see it all the time i live just in a random limo I, I,
6: I don't live in in the posh suburbs like you do <laughs> well so no, no these are the people who are driving the limos. i don't these i don't have people just like pulled over to the side this of is the road. guy
2: who like bought like an 80s limo fixed it up and now it's his side gig and occasionally yeah. he's like hey I'll, you need someone for a sixth grade dance i got a stretch i'm, limo a, I'm, for I'm, you. the guy. I'm your guy you know he's got the little hat David Stuart
6: masterson right. is uh, ready to go
5: it's i didn't know they did dances for fifth grade we didn't do that i know neither did i but i gave him credit for
2: wanting to do it um Know, in a limo i thought that would be would be kind of fun but i, I don't know i
5: know a guy with a black suv that uh, he does this for a living you know he drives people to the airport mostly and stuff like that but maybe i can, I I can hook you up but if he assumption. if he
2: wants to have a bunch of fifth grade boys that they didn't want to go with the girls they wanted to go all boys oh. we've completely gotten off the rails here we're five minutes into the show i apologize for that but um but obviously, the big news of the day as we tack back to the pictures, happy schedule release day happy, for those who celebrate. I, mean, I am not one that does, but you abstain. Uh, I know a lot of other people. You're agnostic to, yeah. when it comes to the schedule, just tell us uh, where it is. I know there's been some reports out there. Everything will be coming out at, at eight o'clock tonight, along with all the schedule release videos that that our whole team put a ton of work into. So we're excited to.
5: I'm excited to, to see get that. that
2: out there. Yeah, you haven't yeah. seen it yet, have you? I no. haven't seen
5: it, so yeah. I'm excited to see that, and I I know that it's. A lot of work has been put into that by a lot of people in our department, and it should be cool. And uh, I think in general, I, I used to be into the schedule. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. It's mostly just about, okay, how can I structure the next six months of, right. of my life uh, more than anything? And I understand that that is – nobody cares. So uh, ultimately, I, I do find it interesting how much juice this – gets, and I, I do think it just is because people are starving for any sort of football in the middle of the summer, but in general, I, for people like us, this dictates our schedules. Yeah, it's, you like know? Our, it's like getting your work schedule. It's like, right. hey, here's your assignments. Right. is, is. <laughs> it Yeah, is. but uh, for fans, uh, I do find it interesting, but with Brady coming back, I had one thing to say about that. I think uh, for all, of, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for me personally, I felt like the way that he left, uh, there was such little closure and such little... Uh, appreciation for for what he brought to this city organization everything so it's nice to finally get to 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 kind of close the book a little bit and say thanks and and say uh you know give him the deserving send-off I I just I hate to this day that Tom Brady's last moments (laughs) as a patriot are walking off the field losing to the titans in the playoffs at home and what was maybe one of the most just underwhelming playoff performances yeah. of the whole era good word. yeah good word. it just it was a rock fight it was an ugly game they didn't play well obviously and just to go it felt like you went out limping as a patriot and oh, and that's that stung. Logan Ryan picked six. Like yeah. I kinda, I
2: think we were riding down the elevator maybe, like when that
6: happened. I, I don't remember. Did we see that live or was that we was that it. when we saw it and we then we're saw like oh, let's live. go. We saw it live and then right that was it. Yeah. And then we decided, okay, that's our cue to Deb. go downstairs and break up the postgame <laughs> show. Start yeah. the show. Uh yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I agree with
5: you though. And uh you know and, and I then think COVID hit. Oh. And then he and then he announces right. that he's leaving on social media, and it's very disconnected. Everybody's very disconnected at that time with COVID, anyways. So there just was never a moment or a period of time where fans could say thank you, fans could honor him. And uh, the other thing is just it's great that he does want to be a part of the Patriot organization again, and he he does want to be associated with the Patriots and and really put himself back into that. Mindset of of being a, a lifelong patriot. So I hated how it ended. I'm yeah. gl- I'm glad this will hopefully rewrite it a little bit. I kind of found
2: myself thinking a little bit um, on the Tampa Bay game when he came back here uh this morning, and just you know now as it's a couple years in the rearview mirror, just of what a what a cool experience that was. Like that we actually got to see that, like you yeah. know just once, but still I you know at the time it was so you're so wrapped up in everything going on with you know, the team and, and Bill and, and Tom and, oh, Tom, we're going to go back there, you know, all the all the kind of noise that went with it. But now it's like in retrospect, it was just like, what a cool thing that that actually happened, that he got to come back here and play, that it was, you know, a pretty entertaining game and, yeah. you know, just a – I don't know. I don't know if it would be – of course, his career is what it is and nothing could, could add more to that. But just what a cool thing that he actually got to come here and play a game, um, you know, and compete. I think that's, that's kind of a fun thing now that's – that's happened, but plenty of people weighing in on on that and uh, and and the schedule release and and everything. We also heard from a couple guys today. Evan and I went down to heard from Devon Godshaw, who um, talked a little bit about you know getting everybody back basically on the defensive side of the ball except for devon And then we got to hear from James Robinson for the first time. So he talked a little bit after signing here, coming off a kind of a weird year last year, going from the Jags to the Jets, coming off a a torn Achilles um, spoke a little bit about that as well so I mean he's a little bit of a, a wild card this year I'm not sure exactly you know how you look at him if he's coming in to replace Damian Harris or if he's just kind of all right compete against these two rookies from last year see if those guys have made any strides and, and you kind of have a veteran there to at least provide some insurance but but we've been talking a little bit about the running yeah. back position there's some interesting stuff there.
5: yeah there's a, I think people always are interested in running backs for whatever reason and Ty Montgomery I think is another name that it's kind of this mythical creature that we all saw at training camp. So if you weren't out at training camp, you didn't really get to see a ton of Ty Montgomery in live action. And, and there was some good things that he did last year, especially catching passes out of the backfield. It felt like he was trending towards the third down back role being his uh, until he got injured uh, towards the end of uh, the preseason and then obviously in week one against Miami. But with James Robinson, I think what's interesting is that his contract structure basically guarantees him nothing. Uh, he's not guaranteed a roster spot. He's not guaranteed a role of any kind. Uh, so he's going to earn it here with the Patriots. And I, as much as it's not to pick on James Robinson, but you would like to hope that Pierre Stronger, Kevin Harris, kind of beats him out yeah. for opportunities. I, I think that he's sort of a backup plan to those two guys, especially Pierre Strong. like You you really hope that this year is the year that Pierre Strong maybe had that Damian Harris rookie redshirt style season and then he comes on this year and is a factor. Uh, Other, If you're turning to James Robinson and Ty Montgomery because those two guys didn't pan out, then you kind of missed on the draft picks, right? right? And there was a lot of guys in the fourth round that went around Pierre Strong that are productive players, that that were good players. And then Isaiah Pacheco obviously went in the seventh round. So if you look back on it and you get nothing out of those two guys, uh, I'm pretty mad. I'm mad about something that hasn't happened yet. But (laughs) no offense. I just kind of feel like James Robinson and Ty Montgomery shouldn't be major factors. If everything works out the way you want it to, those guys should be – one of them will be on the roster as the fourth running back, but in general it should be the two second year guys that are taking on the load left behind by Damian Harris.
2: Absolutely. Well, we got some, some emails rolling in, to, uh, you know, shoot us our email, web radio at patriots.com. Give us a call. Eight five five Pats 500. Uh, will be here for the next couple of hours. We're, you know, people are writing in about, about schedule leaks and all that kind of stuff. You guys know we're a little bit in a weird, weird spot to talk about all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see everything will officially come out tonight and then we can we can all chat about it next week. But yeah. I would just any any particular games you guys are looking uh, they're looking at on the schedule in terms Not of Not for
6: me, but you know, Evan and I were talking before the show started and I I agree um for me it's all about the holidays and there are, you know, there's a cycle that goes around where Christmas and New Year's fall on the weekends and it was last year like that, it's this year like that. So The full slate is on Christmas Eve. There's three games, I think, a triple header on Christmas Day. So, I mean, obviously, if you're not playing the Thursday night game heading into Christmas weekend, you're going to be playing on Christmas again. So that's that's all I would care about for me personally. I already know who they're playing. I know where they're playing. And, you know, we did find out about the Indianapolis game in Germany, but we knew they were playing in Germany for one of the home games. It's the Colts. And uh, otherwise, I'm not all that interested, you know, Thanksgiving last year. They have a chance to play on Thanksgiving this year with Dallas because they have to go to Dallas. Yeah. You know, we'll see that. that that's all I would care about is holidays.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's <laughs> that,
6: that's us. What what are those days going to
2: be? I, I I'm just curious, too. I always look for like the division games and how does it kind of break up? They've had the last couple of years has been, you know, weird where they've had like Miami has been the bookend. They played the Jets in the middle and then they like bang out Buffalo twice in like December Wait. in the last, you know. So yeah. the, that's kind of fed into how the season's gone the last couple of years. I was curious too, just about when do you got to go to Buffalo? When does Miami got to come here? When do you have to go there? Are you playing in Florida, um, you know, in the in the heat or are they coming up here in the cold? Maybe both. Um, but the division games are, are huge. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers. And I think uh, what was what was revealed that the, the, the uh, Jets opening game, I think, was was revealed, I think, I, I think. Um, well, yeah, is that official? Yeah. Monday night game, Jets-Bills? Jets-Bills. Jets-Bills.
5: Opening Monday night, week one Monday night. And
6: I did see the opener itself, the NFL kickoff game. Lions-Chiefs. Lions-Chiefs. Right. So Lions getting a little bit of, uh, I don't know. It's
5: like I heard somebody saying Lions like are they're getting, getting some love. Some love.
7: But,
2: yeah. but, you Lions know, national, yeah. national games, I guess, is as that's. As I mean, know, that's, that's, that's a big
6: window. The, the NFL opener, and I know they don't want to put necessarily the best possible matchup on that because it's going to be a great rating anyway. But they'd also don't want to put a, a, a lousy one, and I think there's probably some optimism in Detroit that they haven't had in recent years. You want to make sure you capitalize on that. Like let, let's just say, for argument's sake, you wanted to put Lions at Chiefs in prime time. Well, I'd rather do it in Week One than Week Nine because all due respect to Dan Campbell and it the Lions, be good. There's a chance that they're you know three yeah. and six, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, going into to Week Ten or something like that. You don't want to run that risk. Yeah, so Week I, One, yeah. you know, there's a lot of optimism optimism heading into that game like think about last year you know the rams are playing because they were obviously defending super bowl champs it was a great matchup opening night it's buffalo against the rams you know if that buffalo rams game took place in week 12 it was a you know would have been terrible with no buzz yeah
5: yeah i think that's with the the primetime game slate i always look at that because it, it tells me the teams that the nfl trusts are gonna be good and, uh, you know, they trust the, the infrastructure yeah. of the organization and the, and the team and the roster is going to be good enough that you can schedule a December primetime game and not worry that it's going to be Russell Wilson 2.0 and you're going to have this horrible Broncos team on primetime six times in the second half of the season yeah. like last year. And they have to so, so, so,
6: cycle them out of there a lot. <laughs> yeah,
5: so that's, I think, something that's going to be interesting. Now, I know there's more flexibility with the flex scheduling and, and getting those games out of there, but you always wonder... Teams, certain teams that you're kind of on the fence about. Do you, if you're going to give them prime time games because they have enough juice to be in prime time, do you do it early just so that you don't run into that? Because I, I can see a couple of teams, the the darlings of the off season, just like the Broncos were last year, being a Broncos. I mean, some of the, one of those teams, it's not going to work out. Like somebody's going to Detroit gonna, to me is a, yeah. a
6: prime candidate for that. Now I think yeah. that they have some some pieces, and you know I think they added some intriguing guys in the draft too. But I'm not going to be stunned if they're like stumbling around, same as last year. Or I mean, they, or, or they, worse. they did here. They looked
8: pretty they bad. Look, they looked totally inept yeah. in, yeah. in yeah.
6: that game. I, I thought, I too, Paul. I wanted of to highlight the, s- the entire team was out. But that, <laughs> that's another <laughs> right. argument. Uh,
2: something you said though that I thought was um, was insightful. As oh. you're known to do. Oh. Um, just oh. just the fact oh, that oh, it's the Colts that you're losing because it's a big part that you're going to lose a home game for the Patriots to go to Germany. And you're of course excited to go to Germany. It's a home market now, all that. But you do lose a game here in the revenue that that you get. But but it being indie. With Anthony Richardson at quarterback, a little bit of transition going there. If you're going to lose yeah. a game, you wouldn't want to lose Kansas City. You wouldn't want to lose Philadelphia. You know, those kind of prime think, marquee games. I
6: think it was the worst game on the home schedule. Out of the nine home uh, opponents, I think that was probably the one. you, you go going Washington, Commanders, yeah, New Orleans, Indy. yeah. And I look at the two NFC teams as teams that you don't see regularly, even though New Orleans was just here a couple of years ago. Uh, the way it worked with that extra game they lined up with the nfc south third place team i think that ended up being new orleans so by happenstance i, I would have chosen the colts the only thing about the colts to me that is at all intriguing right now is anthony richardson yeah and when he plays Josh
5: and i do think yet yeah, by that point of the year he might be playing yeah i, I don't he think he. i don't know if he'll play right away but i think by week 12 you, you might have him in there so that that would be exciting that yeah if we gotta go all the way over there that at least like Anthony debut. Richardson will be there uh, and, if you, and if you're playing.
6: you know I, I, <laughs> could, I could see that like <laughs> let's say he he starts playing maybe plays four or five games and he show, you know like remember Deshaun Watson when he he started to play it a little bit and it only took him three or four games before you said wow this, this guy could play he yeah, and if that's like that, then maybe we'll look at it and say, "Oh, I wish that Colts game stayed right. in Foxborough." They
2: get to the dust off the old Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterback stats that that always get get thrown around, thrown about. Um, but yeah, the Commanders was one for me too that was just kind of. But as you said, you don't really get to see those those teams a lot. But I mean, the Chiefs that I mean that that now will be a home game now that they're not you know going to play. I mean, I know Kansas City's playing in Germany as well, yeah. but that game will be here, so that's good news. Philadelphia will be here. Um, so you mentioned the Saints. Uh, the Chargers, too. So, you know, you're getting a little cross-section here of uh, some good young teams, I think. Uh, and, of course, going to Jerry's World, which I saw a report that, that there's a Thanksgiving. Like, they're going to play somebody on Thanksgiving, not the Patriots. So, I'm... I'm I
6: saw Washington, Washington tied to them. Um, but I don't know if that was one of the ones that was announced. Yeah. So So, you know, we're all... That's c- why we're rumors. not getting into, like Mike said, you know, we're not getting into what is official and what isn't official because we don't know. We don't and we're know. We're not going to touch it.
8: That's right.
2: That's right. Um, but a couple other things, couple kind of ho- housekeeping things. So we did, um, Patriots PR officially announced that we'll get some access to a couple OTAs in a couple weeks that went out last night. So that will be, uh, I believe two weeks from today will be the first time we'll get a glamp- glimpse at them. And then Friday. Uh, and then I think the following week. So scheduled for three practices last year, I think we only got two OTAs and then we got two mini camp practices. Mini camp will be then the following week. So, um, a lot going on. I mean, it'll be, you know, it's, it's like the off season, but you're also like we're meeting with guys. Yeah. The schedule's coming out. They're going mean, to be, they're having a food truck party out there as well. We don't I mean I haven't tried to walk. But yeah. quick, whoa, 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 what's this? I know I think not, not for us. No, no. it was kind of, we, we tried to cut around cause now the new media area is down uh, over at E2. So we just went to walk out and around in front of football, but it was all blocked off and they had a bunch of food trucks there. So I assume this is one of those, spring player activities yeah, team right. building right. team
6: okay. i thought i sandwich. thought you know the special people upstairs were given access to something especially food it looked you like know? there was an ice cream <laughs> truck too. God. F- oh. food i
2: could go for some food right now um but why didn't you order something i know i forgot and you know it's just we do have a wonderful new service here but i always we do have a one i didn't know about service. the pork mac and cheese that sounded like a little bit much uh for me today but Let's. Uh, Rob, Rob called right in, so I'm going to jump over to the phones here just a little bit early here and I'll uh, let Rob from South Carolina check in. Hey, Rob, what's going on?
9: Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good, good. Good. Well, I'm going to probably do you proud, Deuce. Um, I mean, the reason why I called in is because I'm actually kind of upset by the fact that they're going to celebrate Tom Brady in the first season. Yeah. Right. Can, um, can I
6: ask, with all seriousness, why, why would that in any way upset you?
9: Okay, so I was—I'm I was, sort of joking, Paul. Okay. Um, all, right. all
6: right. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought He's you so were, but then when you didn't laugh after it, I was like, yeah, Deuce is the only one. I know that doesn't. No, want it's ridiculous. Back. He's <laughs> dead. Go do it um, in Tampa. Because I am on, a, I'm on a panel here with three. There's three of us, and and two kind of just have no more use for Tom Brady. So I, I, I never know. I like I, I would think that I'm in the majority of people who, you know, respects Tom Brady. Wrong. He, but I'm not. Uh-uh, he's winning me back. He's uh, winning me
5: back. Ever Bye. since like I don't know about eight a.m. this morning. He's, yeah. No. When I saw that come across my phone, I was like, ah. Oh. Come back, okay. Dad, please. Let bygones be right. bygones. Yeah,
6: yeah. Right. Okay.
9: Well, you know, there's kind of mixed emotions mixed emotions. Like, you're, you're excited because of what he did for the franchise, and then you kind of feel like the tilted lover because he left. And I was really upset when he left simply because he had the chance to do something that very few players get to do in this day and age, which is stay with the team that they've drafted them. And so that was my primary uh, fault, if you will, with him leaving. Uh, And the main thing was it was he was the one that changed, not Bill Belichick. And I'm not trying to defend Bill Belichick. I'm just saying, like, over the 20 years, the only one that changed was Tom Brady. So that was where my source of frustration came from. But uh, I am glad that he is coming back and he can retire, hopefully, a Patriot.
6: Yeah, I I would agree with Rob's assessment that Brady changed um, and Belichick really didn't, or at least more than Belichick did. Um, But I think that the decision for him to leave was Belichick's yeah like more so than Brady's We're kind of related
2: L from Wisconsin had emailed then just saying maybe Brady's last game would have been so tough and disappointing if the GM could have built a team around him rather than throwing scraps and hoping Brady could pull them across the finish line um thank you L uh <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's uh, – I, I, mean, we, we, I can't be
5: upset about things that happened five years ago. Yeah, it's, it's, I, anymore. Yeah, no.
2: Yeah. That's why I feel like with the Tampa game, too, I just feel like I have a different perspective. Not that it got me all worked up or anything. Uh, I mean, certainly did lead up to it. I mean, there was a lot on the like, yeah. – you know, you just
6: yeah, – remember exciting. Fred used to get mad at me because I was just, like, so tired of like I know. Oh, Brady's, Brady's coming back. <laughs> like, I was just like, – That
5: you know. week was a long week of that. Well, because it,
6: it actually was a long – four weeks of it once right. the season started it was i There's think it was before that it was yeah. i was just like forget about the first three weeks it's yeah. all about this game and i was like eh. yeah
5: the 19 thing though does it is interesting like in terms of the team around him because i i don't think it i truly do not think that the 19 offense was due to a lack of trying they just didn't try correctly like they drafted Nikhil harry in the first round yep. you know they
6: wasn't Did, that the Sanu year too? Yeah,
5: yeah. They traded for Mohamed Sanu at the deadline. They drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. They signed Antonio Brown, which we all remember uh, in the beginning part of the season, the first month. They just didn't hit on on, on the moves that they made, and you can blame the GM for that. Like that they poorly evaluated the, the the talent or whatever you want to call it in the nineteenth yeah. draft. But if Nikhil Harry ends up being the player they thought he was going to be then is it they they used the asset like they tried to get him another weapon when gronk retired and they they drafted a receiver in DeMari- the first round
2: demarius thomas in the i mean you know, not that he was still to me but you know they yeah. were the they were throwing counts. stuff at the they were throwing stuff at the wall that's <laughs> what didn't work no right it, didn't. it just didn't it work. didn't and i mean the muhammad sanu thing can still make you sick um trading yeah. a second round pick for that guy you know See, but yeah, he's
6: been in the news take, oh has he he, he wants, to wants to come what, back he wants to come back <laughs> Not here.
2: <laughs> he was done four years ago. To the league. <laughs> well, I, go, I, I remember him league. being like, Oh, uh, you know, he just was so confident when he yeah. got here that it was all going to be great. And, you know, I, you know, the well, I remember the, the squeeze. The that Baltimore was, uh,
6: game. Wasn't the Baltimore game that he caught a bunch of passes? Yeah, there he, he
2: came
5: out of the gate pretty well.
2: Yeah. It was Baltimore. I think you're but right. They, that was a rough loss, though. I don't I forget.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was one of the Wait, bright spots I, of that game. Am I
6: mixing up years? Seasons? No. It's not like no. you, Paul. You're, I think you're right. I, I don't know. No, that I'm, sounds – you're, you're dead confused. on with Sanu in, in 2019. I remember him catching but. a bunch of, like, insignificant, like, eight-yard passes. Yeah. Yeah. But he had, like, a lot of them, and everybody was like, so, there it is, there it is. Sanu's back. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay. Against
5: Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken, he in, got injured. He injured his ankle at some point when he yeah. got with the Patriots, and I think it was on a Returning punt. Returning a punt. Yeah, because they oh, had to put him back that's right, on punts, that's right. and he injured his ankle, and that, at that point he – That was it. He was already not – She's already at like seventy five percent, and then it, that that. I think you hit on a pretty good Evan. Like, cause I, it, it's not
2: that they didn't try. Like, I think that there were a lot of you know things you could point to that. Well, they drafted a first round receiver. They traded a second round pick for a receiver. You know, the Antonio Brown thing blew up. Yeah. I just it goes for me as always goes back to the draft. You know, that was there was just the right. picks that you missed on, and Harry being a primary one. Although, at that point, you know, what were you expecting him to come in and do? And I mean, even when you're still going to get. A B early in the season, it acknowledges like we don't expect Nikhil. McKe- but by, by that point they had to because he was hurt, right? right. Like so But even if Nikhil Harry him.
5: ends up being a fine player, like even if he ends up being Sony Michelle or Isaiah Wynn or one of these first round picks that they've had recently that hasn't panned out in terms of being a 10 year patriot but was just somebody that gave you some games gave you something yeah then it's totally a different conversation in 19 because the defense i wasn't great and i I know that a lot of it was fool's gold early on in the season uh, for that defense but i still think that defense was good enough that if the offense had been pulling its side of the uh, of the of the rope that they would have been a more competitive team down the stretch than they were well
2: um L from Wisconsin writing back in. Sorry, Evan. Uh, he says you're wrong. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Say, Talking about 2019, I'm not going to give BB credit for trying. He had been a coach for like 20 years. We don't get a trophy. We're trying to draft the same resi- receiver that we Listen, missed. the when I time. when
5: I'm critical of, of Bill and I'm questioning the greatest coach of all time, and what who am I to do that? <laughs> and then when I say that he tried, then I'm not critical enough. So <laughs> I, I
2: I don't know what you want, want me to say. Well, like, he took some swings at that part. I mean, I, y- that's They took some what? swings
6: and Ignore they missed. Ignore the noise. Nah. Yeah. Ignore the noise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just looking up um, Sanu from that year, and, and it was right. We I think we, we all had it right. Yeah. Yeah. He had 10 catches for 81 yards in that Baltimore game. He had 26 catches. So As yeah, a patriot, like it was just yeah. this one day where he caught a bunch. In my opinion, of insignificant short passes while they were trailing right. by two scores. Yeah, they were a like lot constantly. Of they were never underneath. really in. Yeah, they yeah. were never really in that game. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, just looking at the rest of it before that, it was two catches, two catches, three catches, one catch, two catch, three catch, three catch, and he missed a game. Right. Like Nothing. Knuckle. Yeah. Just nothing.
5: I do remember standing in front of his locker when they first made the move and him talking for the first time and he was the juice and the squeeze yeah, and he yeah. was like i'm i'm here and i'm it's gonna be great don't worry i got you. this and honestly at the time i i liked his game for them like i thought that he would yeah, translate well too. as a you know, smart uh shifty route runner good hands like I, I did think that he was a good a good pickup for them he just didn't have the juice a- anymore he just yeah. didn't have it
2: I mean, kind of. I mean, is, would, it, would it be a bad comparison to say somewhere in the in the realm of Juju of, of kind of a bigger com, slot comparison? Comp comparison? Did I say comparison? Apologize. Um, wow. Same in, in in the world. I mean, I, I, Juju got a little Maybe. more juice on the on the hoof. I think what, like running yeah. with the ball. Let's hope yeah. but that
6: Juju has more left in the tank. No, no, yeah. no yeah. I know. I'm not trying. To, I th- I thought he looked like a guy who was big slot, pretty close can't to really, then. you know, yeah, yeah. not yeah. known for their quickness but you know outstanding athleticism yeah. necessarily but yeah good route runners strong you know he, you know sanu was a good player in yeah. in atlanta yeah just not for not for us even in cincinnati mm. i think he had some moments in, he cincinnati, was good in right? cincinnati
2: i forgot about those early years in cincinnati i got overshadowed by kind of him being on atlanta during super bowl 52 and all the commentary going on or Super Bowl 51 sorry you know all the talk going on with him on the sideline being like right. man they got Tom Brady over there like they seemed he to knew. know they knew what was coming Matt Ryan didn't oh, oh poor Matt Ryan
5: I don't feel bad
2: that's uh speaking <laughs> of Ryan let's uh let's jump to Ryan in Virginia hey, hey Ryan what's going on Ryan hello Ryan oh, oh. I heartied that one I heard that one stop eating sand Oh, he's on the other line. All right, we're hopping over. Hey, Ryan, what's going on, man? Hey, guys, can you hear me all right? Yeah, are you good?
0: Awesome, great. Uh, Off and on, uh, listener, first-time caller, uh, just really quickly want to shout out Bill Murray. As a William Murray grad, I hope fourth year's the charm, and he (laughs) finally cracks the roster. But uh, I got a few things for you. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but at the top of the show, they announced that week one will be eagles Pats. So I thought, what a great way to honor comrades. Who announced Leak. that? And Leak,
2: to, uh, not, not an announcement. To the
0: Eagles
6: yeah, I haven't heard that. Um, not, I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm just saying I haven't heard anybody announce that. So There's some reports that that's yeah. the game, but not Yeah, an I'm an talking about, like, the league. Yeah, no. yeah, nothing official. We should get those. Yeah. In, uh, anyway, we should,
0: oh, it's go be a good game. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to talk, uh, touch on, you guys mentioned at the top of the show, was the running back room. Um we didn't draft anybody, so that's what got me a little concerned was just that, you know, that's the position with the most wear and tear. And knowing that our running back room right now is Stevenson, great back, got a little banged up towards the end of last year. Robinson, who's coming off a big injury, and then two kind of rookies who haven't really proved anything yet. So just wondering, you know, if there's any level of concern there for you guys and if we need to bring in anybody else.
2: Nope. Oh, that's the question. Not, not to- on the card, yeah, no? I mean, look. If I mean, if Montgomery and 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 what's his face, the new Robinson aren't like healthy. <laughs> when Deuce is no.
5: just what's like, his face? Who is it? Can what's that guy's <laughs> name?
2: We just talked to him. Uh, if Deuce those guys hosts, aren't healthy yeah. or, or don't really can't really get back to what they were hoping they might be, and the two. Rookies from last year don't really develop, and all of a sudden, if you, all
5: the things go wrong, if you then feel like yeah, then yeah, then maybe you're in trouble. But when and Ramondre, you know, gets hurt, gets hurt then <laughs> okay, then, now the Rams right? are really good. no. Now I, we're to JJ Taylor. Yeah, uh,
2: no, yeah. I mean, I think that at least on paper they have a good combination of young guys that they've expended draft picks on, and you know, Ramondre is is clearly the one a piece. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I haven't completely ruled out Robinson and Monk. I mean, I think with running back, you kind of. Acquire these
6: guys, put them on the roster, and just see how it plays yeah, out with competition
2: and injuries. And they're so replaceable. don't try to get too attached. I, yeah. I do
6: think they're replaceable, but I think Robinson, you know, in his ability to catch the ball too, I think as a as a complementary piece, maybe take some of that burden off of Stevenson that he yep. racked up a lot of touches as a receiver. Um, so I, I think that that Montgomery, I'm not really expecting anything from, not because I don't think he's a good player, but I just think. At, you know, at this stage, we haven't seen him for so long healthy. It's hard to just pencil him in for a role. Yeah. You know, if, you know, Fred likes to say those kinds of guys, that's gravy. If we show up in uh training camp and we see him like he was last year, darting around and looking like he could fill a significant piece to the puzzle. Great. But I'm not expecting that.
5: Yeah. I think that there's maybe just, I, I understand that we didn't get a lot of exposures to Pierre strong because he didn't play much in regular season games. But there's some juice there. And I I just think in the West Coast trip last year in Arizona and Vegas that I saw enough that at that position of all positions – Th- those guys are so replaceable, and I-, I really feel like Pierre Strong is somebody that with more opportunities and more touches, I, I think he's going to flash a little bit more, and even a guy like Kevin Harris, So I think the biggest thing with him was, was ball security, and he-, he did put the ball on the ground yeah. a little bit in the summer, and oh, yeah. I th- that's going to concern them, but if he fixes that and he's somebody that can at least run between the tackles and get you some yards as a power back on first down. So I never worry about running backs. I mean, it's, it's just they'll find somebody to run the football, and it's more about everything else.
2: Do you think that they're, they're tr- actively trying to get away from having a specific third down back, and they're trying to maybe acquire players that – not so much Harris, but I almost feel like between Ramondre, Robinson – What's his face, right? Uh, Montgomery? <laughs> <laughs> I do think that, that and strong. Was, all those guys are pretty balanced. I,
6: I do think that was a big part of it last year, and I think we saw it in, in the summer, a little bit in, in preseason games where it was, okay, this is going to be Damian Harris's series in, in, uh, you know in a preseason it. This is going to be yeah. Stevenson's. This is going to be Montgomery's. You saw them out there on first down carrying the ball on third down being candidates to catch the ball. Um, and I think they do want that. However, I think that when they saw it actually play out that way, I wonder if they're looking at it and saying, this is why we didn't really do a lot of that in the first place because I think Stevenson ended up really wearing down. Yeah, playing too much. Because yeah. he had to play too
5: much. Yeah, I think that there's uh, – a all the play-calling tendencies last year got messed up because he was calling the plays. But they they the years I'll before that – whole show i <laughs>
6: take a shot. The years
5: before <laughs> that, uh, you know – they were very predictable be- based off of yes. personnel. You know, they have Sony Michelle in the backfield with James Devlin in the power eye, and like 70% of the time that was a run. And, and the other. And I, and
6: I heard a lot of criticism for Josh McDaniels with regard to exactly what right saying.
5: and then the other 30 percent was play action off of the run so you knew that you were getting into that sort of game where they're going to be under center it's going to be either a power run or it's going to be play action off the power action and that was just the way that it was going to go and then last year they ditched the fullback uh, they become a little bit more unpredictable in theory it just didn't work out that way because of how the sequencing of the plays went about but i think maybe you hope with bill o'brien that they're able to mask it a little bit more. But I also think that statistically their early down offense was really good because they did run the ball well. And then the play action was effective because they married it up and they had the whole thing going. So I don't know how much that predictability necessarily really hurt them in in those offenses because they were so uh, productive off of play action because of how good they were running the football behind James Devlin. So I I, I don't know.
2: I just wonder if, if there it's a little bit of something that you're trading off because James White was just so effective as a passer and those guys that we have all can catch but are any of them really moving the needle like you know like yeah. like James White did as a receiver and I do where think, it's just something to be accounted for I do for.
6: think Montgomery has the potential to be like more like White than the other guys because of his background as a receiver I think he's a better yeah. route runner cuz I, I understand what you're saying mike it there's one thing like i think Ramondre Stevenson has every bit uh, effective catching the ball as James White is. Like soft hands, ability yeah. to actually physically catch the ball. But I think setting up linebackers and, you know, reading the zones and doing those kinds of things, I think James White was, was special in that regard. Yeah. He didn't do it because he was so much faster than everybody or you know obviously not bigger and stronger than everybody, but he understood how to set linebackers up, find those matchups out in space. And I don't think Stevenson or Harris last year, Damian Harris now, um, were as effective like that as as James White was. But they could yeah. catch the ball. Yeah, but you think of like some it of just those – like, n-
2: It never looked like that. Like some of those like wheel routes, remember, from James White up the sideline where Mac hit him, you know, just streaking. I mean, yep. those, those aren't really Ramondre's kind of plays. Like I don't, you're not going to hit Ramondre downfield so, so yeah. much. Um,
6: but I don't know, just something something to wonder. And, and I, I do think Montgomery could be like that. We didn't get a chance to see it. it like, right. And we I mean, it was, it was up from what, Pierre Strong the, too. Everybody P- wanted it, it, to make Pierre Strong that yeah, guy. Yeah, Pierre right? Strong didn't really do a ton of that in college. Um, no, and I wrote his profile last year and talked to his coaches about it. And he actually, the coach actually put it on himself. It's like you know we probably should have dialed up more, but we didn't want him to be one of these guys that was getting all of these touches and getting worn down that way. Um, but I, I think that everybody looked and said he's not the biggest guy. He can fly. Oh, he's got to be a third down back when he really didn't have that in his on his resume coming yeah. in. Yeah,
5: that was a hundred percent a projection with him coming in, and I think a lot of the people you talked to because of the skill set just assumed that that's that was the goal with him was to be third down back, and I still think he could do it, but yeah, he's got to learn it though. Yeah, like the big thing for me is on with a third down back is literally third like third and four, and you can't always throw the ball down the field. Like if you can get somebody matched up underneath on a linebacker, or you can sit down between a zone or something like that, that. That's the, that keeps you on schedule that moves the chains. And I think when you don't have a mobile quarterback that can pick up third and four by scrambling, you kind of have to have that safety valve or that outlet, you know, when Matt gets under duress or gets pressured, you know, blitzes or whatever, that it's just a dump off to the running back and you can get five yards on third and four and, and you're, you're moving the chains and you get a new set of downs they missed that last year i i think they had it early with stevenson it felt like he was able to do it until he started to wear down a little bit but i I think that they missed that just security blanket just dump it in the flat on third and three and makes a guy miss and all you know we're still moving the chains even though the pass is a shorter pass in theory
2: it is just kind of interesting the things that they're missing like and and by choice but they don't have a fullback anymore they don't really have a blocking tight end anymore uh, they don't really have a traditional water bug slot receiver kind of guy. They, you know, like it's just a lot of the thing third down back, like a lot of those things you just – you could go back through, Tackle. through all of it. <laughs> That's good, Paul. You could go back through history and, and kind of name what guy that was in almost every different version of the Patriots offense that you saw over the last 20 years. And, and right now they don't really have those pieces. I don't know. It's just – Interesting. We'll see where Bill O'Brien takes it, but uh, phones are stacking up. So. And, and
6: one more thing, I wanted Before to add I about go. the third Paul, down back. Yes. Um, just, I, I think a lot of people like they hear us say, you know, one of the things that third down back really has to excel in is is the blitz protection, right? You know, the blitz pickup, and it's 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 not so much. I mean, it, it's a big part of it, physical, obviously. But I, I think most guys. Can stick their nose in get in the way enough to give the quarterback enough time, you know certainly a guy like Tom Brady yes. like he didn't have it's to like a want to he didn't thing, have to right? take him out, yeah but to me it's more understanding wh- when and where the pressure's coming from and the experience that I think it takes to sort of pick up on that, you know the subtleties of the games that they play and not yep. getting fooled, yeah you know sure and I, I think that that stuff that probably we saw would a lot be of bigger that. obstacles for a guy like Peter Strong than the physical Act of getting out and it's tough. converting yeah. a third and four, as Evan said,
5: right. Especially you know? in the old blocking system, I don't know what it's going to look like now with Bill O'Brien, but a lot of the times those running backs would have dual reads, so they'd be reading two. You know, okay, we're four over three on this side. If this guy comes and I have this guy, but if this guy comes, then I have to take the nearest threat to the quarterback, so I actually have that guy. And you have to make those determinations post snap, and then they also have full full scans, right? So you might be put in blitz pickup and all you're looking for is that second or third level guy that is coming that you're not expecting so it's not a pressure look but they they send a late delayed blitz up the middle and now you're responsible for going tackle to tackle and scanning through the entire line of scrimmage to find the guy that you're supposed to block so those are the reasons why a lot of those guys redshirt and and don't get on the field early on is because of that and it's it's a difficult way about doing things i I don't know how they did it last year to be honest with you but that's how they've done it
6: i used to say it all the time like if you go back everybody says well That's the way they do it in Foxborough. You are running back, and you sit out a year. And I say, well, that's not necessarily the case. If that's the kind of running back that they project you as, you're probably going to have a redshirt year. If you're going to be a James White, Shane Vereen-type guy, they're probably going to indoctrinate you a little bit slower. If you're a guy that they project as like a a, a true bell cow ball 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 carrier, I've seen many guys come in and step in right away and, and get significant carries as a rookie. Um, Ridley, right? Ridley, you know, Ridley was a big... Maroney? Yeah. yeah. Ridley and Maroney did it. I mean, they didn't necessarily have to be the guy, Yeah, but they... They will allow you to carry the ball because I, I think it's pretty obvious like it's Jonas more of an, Gray. Not that yeah. that's it's a more great of an example, instinctive position where you come in, you get the ball, you avoid the guys trying to tackle you. <laughs> right. You know? That was yeah. like
2: James. That was like James Robinson today. Like, yeah. what do you think your game is? Like, I don't know. Just
6: get, get the, the ball, ball and play run. football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting too. With the like even Ben Jarvis Greenell yeah. gave yeah. off the yeah. practice squad and yeah. I think he ended up getting a thousand yards yeah. that
5: year. Yeah. yeah, those those guys back then though had the fullback. and I I do find that it is interesting and I I remember Ramondre talking about last year that he actually prefers to run without a fullback because he's so instinctive and has that feel between the tackles to just kind of you know like Le'Veon Bell used to just kind of wait it out and and then pick the right spots but for a rookie coming in when they when they were just like just follow James Devlin like he's going to hit the hole and you're going to find the hole through him. We
6: left out the most obvious most recent Sony Michelle. Right right. (laughs) (laughs) Was like a huge part of your offense down the stretch and in the playoffs as a rookie and it was yeah. just running the ball yeah. follow follow the, again behind you follow yeah. the
5: battering ram now you have to there is a little bit more of a read Toss invo- a crack. involved Toss right that's correct yeah. there is a little bit more of a read involved now without a fullback because you have a little bit more say as a running back about where exactly you run lead iso with the fullback <laughs> you're hitting follow one buttches, spot yeah. right all okay. right let's uh you can go back to the phones i'm now. gonna yeah. jump I'm, I'm
2: gonna jump to the phones they've been holding on uh here where we got william from philom hey Willem what's going on
10: Hey, what's going on? Like, how you doing?
2: Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Oh,
10: okay, no so problem. Anytime. Um, uh, do I say who do we play? At, play week one? I think do y'all know already?
2: No, no. Do
10: you want me we're, not to say nothing? No, say you nothing can
2: talk anymore. about. It. We just we're not like we no, can't you, really you like. Can, you like, can say whatever
8: you want. We, it's we're just not, not official. Confirm or
2: anything or you know? Okay. So you can right, say. I mean, you can. Up the Eagles week one. Okay. Yeah. How you How you feel about that? I think it's a, if that's what it is, it's a big yeah. matchup. I, I mean, know they were playing team.
6: Philadelphia at home.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't I, I mean, matter I,
6: to me what, what week it is.
2: <laughs> well, I, I would say to that, like, I mean, I just I think there's something interesting in that the Eagles are getting a lot of love right now. They're kind of the, yeah. the darlings that the Patriots were at one time, and you know everyone loves their drafts and what they've done, and mm-hmm. for good reason. And they just paid Jalen Hurts, and they seem like you know the team that's not quite Kansas City yet, but is right there with them. So I think it's it's just no matter when they play, I think it's an interesting you know kind of old guard, new guard kind of game.
6: I yeah. wish it was a different game. It's a measuring stick game because like yeah. that's, that's one of the best teams in football. Yeah. yeah. If you want to say that yeah. they w- were a one-hit wonder, maybe they won't be as good as they were last year, maybe. Ooh, I don't I'm not know. I'm, I'm, no, not no. Banki- I'm not banking <laughs> no, on that. that I think what you've yeah. seen with Philadelphia over the last couple of years was Jalen Hurts sort of getting the job definitively, and they went 9-8, and eight, squeaked into the playoffs, and were very competitive in Tampa in that playoff game. And then the next year they picked up A.J. Brown and went to another level. Yeah. Um, yeah, along yeah. with picking up some defensive pieces on on short term contract, like guys like Hassan Reddick, yeah. James Bradbury, they added it's, to a defense yeah, yeah. that was already talented. And it's now a, it's I think a they bad want matchup. They're one of the best yeah. teams in football. Yeah. It,
5: it's a bad matchup out of the gate. Yeah, it just is like yeah. that offense. Yeah. Their mobile quarterback, mobile quarterback RPO, college style yeah. offense is really what it is. And then defensively, you just mentioned the bookend edge rushers like. Riley Reefers Hassan Reddick right out of the gate like that's going to be throwing some people directly into the fire. If the Patriots win that game, I would be elated. <laughs> like yeah. oh, wow, you came out of the gate yeah. and you won that. That's that's a statement.
6: It's pay uh, 11th and he yeah. already has them under 500. <laughs> I I yeah. I, I mean
5: that's but that on paper like that's just a terrible matchup. Yeah. Like regardless of when the game was played oh, whether yeah. it was week 1 or week 16, just in on paper that's a horrible horrible matchup and I think that at least later on in the year, and I hate to do this, but like maybe somebody gets hurt in Philly. You know, I, I don't wish that upon anyone, but maybe like you later on in the year, you get lucky and like AJ Brown is dinged up and he's and he's not a hundred percent or something. But out of the gate, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that. So I don't. Yeah, if that's what it is. I don't. And, like it.
8: Hey,
10: Mike, it's just uh just two more things, and that's yeah. it. Okay, yeah, go. Okay, one um to the to that caller that called last time that not a thought I wasn't listening I just want to put this out there I listen to Patriots on Filter from the time you get on from the time Patriots Filter get on to the get off I, I was going to say something smart cause I, I, but I said no, nah, I ain't going to do that I, I'm going to let that I'm going to let that ride. but I just <laughs> want to make that caller known you know I ain't got the earphones in there this time you just hearing me through the phone so I hope I sound better
2: this time you sound great but you I'll sound it, great this time
10: <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that last but not least Evan are you really trying to piss me off really <laughs> But 2019, when oh, we got Nikhil Harry, are you really, dude? You was on my good side. <laughs> are you really just? Evan the, says something the, positive,
6: and now he's getting the killed.
10: greatest coach of Kim. all time when he drafted that bum. Are you serious? <laughs> he spent more his time on IR than playing than playing in the game. Are you serious? I don't know what I'm. I don't serious? know what I'm getting yelled at about. <laughs> Come on, Evan. You you, see, you you seen Tom? Tom was pissed off, man. He said, "Look, it's
5: because good. Tom scouted Nikhil <laughs> Harry and knew that he wasn't a good player." He was a bum. They yeah, they, they missed on the pick. No one's denying that. No one's disagreeing. But the okay. the the idea yeah. of drafting a receiver in the first round was to give Tom Ed. Brady help. It didn't they picked the Ed. wrong guy. I don't know. What are you what are we arguing yeah, about? Evan, they picked Evan. the
6: wrong guy Evan. on purpose because they Evan. hated Brady. Are you the same Evan that was
10: going off not too long ago my- Oh, they took a guard and was going all off. Remember
5: that? We're, we're What are we arguing about right now? He wasn't a good player. Well, are you serious? Are you, what are we
3: arguing about? Yeah, I all don't
5: right. even know. All right, I'm going Hi, right, Evan,
8: You still my
2: boy though, but I'm <laughs> Thank gonna leave that. Will him and Phil Thanks, are bring it. It sounded great. He always so brings. He theory. always brings the yeah. passion.
6: <laughs> we appreciate you. Thanks,
5: <laughs> I, I know. Did, did I? I never said Nikhil Harry's is a good player. I know. Like,
6: you just said that it was the idea know, clear, was. There. It was clear that they had an idea of improving the offense and just everything they did didn't work. Right. Yeah. That's that like they deserve criticism for
2: picking the wrong guys. Yeah, absolutely. Could you like feel the heel turn on that one on that call as he was talking about his phone yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like. And Evan, and they were just like, Boom, "You yeah. were my boy." <laughs> like right at
5: you. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say the that they that they tried by drafting the kill Harry, but just can't even. A for if it's not negative involving that guy, then it, it's just <laughs> you get killed.
2: Uh, let's uh, head down to North Kakalaki, see what Todd has to say. Hey, Todd, how are you, <laughs> guys?
0: I want you guys to get on Deuce now, since we've Uh-oh. already talked Evan. Deuce was on another show, and he was yeah. like Debbie Downer. Yeah. You know, he was. Uh, yeah. God he, he Was I things different things than things
2: I
3: usually am? <laughs> like
2: I know guy. heart was all over me about my, my negativity, but
3: I didn't. Oh, uh, you were bad. Was I you bad? were bad. I, I didn't even know what did you easy. say. I thought it was like Eric Skell said they were going
2: to go nine and eight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so that's that optimistic.
3: Actually, <laughs> Sorry. Building on that,
0: that's going to that? be my question. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the record will be this year? And give me one positive thing that's going to lead to it and maybe one thing that's going to hold them back. And that's it. That's all I'm going to want. I don't want uh, too much
3: negativity was bad.
6: Uh, I don't, he he bad. Hey. Right. I, I don't like doing about. records either, five. but I, I think that they'll be similar in record as they were last year. And the reason for my optimism is Bill O'Brien. Yeah, right. My my reason for negativity is uh, an overall lack of weaponry and yep. explosiveness on offense. Yep. That's a fair point. Yep. I agree. Is that, is that general and broad enough? <laughs> is their schedule, is their
5: that a schedule weedy answer or what? <laughs> it's one of the hardest in the league? It's one of the hardest in the league. Whether you look at Vegas you know, win totals or like advanced metrics or whatever, they have a top yeah. five hardest schedule in the league by pretty much every measure. And, so. and,
6: and I think that when we look at what the Patriots have done, and I do think that I, I'm encouraged by the draft because I think they got, especially at the top of the draft, guys that can help right away um at least i really really hope so if they haven't then we ha- we're well, having a different 2019 again. a different problem and a different conversation yeah. down the road okay i think there's reasons to be encouraged by that but that doesn't necessarily well people automatically look and they say well they won x one year and they added this this and this so they're going to win x times 3 <laughs> and it doesn't work that way because the other teams have done that oh, too I'll change too yeah and you have to play some teams that you didn't have to play last year that are good. That So in other words, maybe if you played the schedule that they're playing right now last year with what they had, maybe they would have been lucky to win five games. So now if you're adding, well, they've added to that what they had last year, so instead of five, they win seven or eight, you know? That's, the, you know, like, it's impossible to go just year to year. And the other thing is, what we were talking about with the schedule at the very beginning, Detroit is on the opener, Right cause right now people are saying huh if i had to make a pick for nfc north champ i'd go with the lions i think i might do that yeah. I, I, I i might feel that way too sure i ain't going to be surprised if they're like 6 and 11 no no way
5: yeah yeah it's a uh, the you schedule is nev- tough in my you never I, know it might bottom you know because i'm and i know this is hard to believe because i've been pretty negative at times about this team this offseason but i'm actually cautiously optimistic that they're going to be better than people think Uh, i i just i like i think that angle of it and from a mindset standpoint i do think that that bill still still thrives off of that like i think he can use that and i think he can thrive off of that and i i keep going back to the fact that they won eight games with everything that we now know that was going on on offense and they still clawed their way to eight wins so with bill o'brien it It should be better. I, 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 if the schedule was easier, then I would predict a lot more wins than I think some people would. Like I'd say they could win ten or eleven games. Yeah. But the schedule isn't. So. Yeah, like I
6: would, I would look at last year, right? Just specifically last year, I think that they probably would have won the Raiders game if Bill O'Brien was the coordinator, because I don't think they would have been behind seventeen to three in the first place. Right. You know, to have to make the comeback that they did, you know, before ultimately losing the game. I, I think that's an example of how it could be better. But it doesn't work that way because you don't know what the Raiders are this year. Right. And, and you don't I mean, know yeah. what, you know how that's all going to unfold. You, you are studiously looking at your phone. Well, line. I wanted
2: to bring up the Mike Giardi tweet from a few days ago, um, which we didn't talk about, and I just thought it was interesting. Um, Bill O'Brien's impact already being felt in Foxborough talked to a source who said of the receiving group, for whatever reasons last year, coaching, talent, attitude, there were a lot of bad plays on tape this year that won't be tolerated. Do it right, or you'll be standing next to him watching I just thought yeah. that was interesting for I saw that know, tweet you did really reasons. understand it a few di- no, I know and that's why <laughs> I don't i, I mean there were, there are were some things and like I mean I think the thing on tape, which we talked about last year during the show where it was just like you know I mean Evan talked the spacing being completely off, yeah, you know, not knowing where you're going, I mean all those things and and we, you know and then we can talk about which guys were you know were kind of the the, the prime suspects with that stuff consistently, but I don't know, I just it was less the content of it that interested me, Paul, and more just like this is the message we're getting out right now that 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 stuff won't be tolerated this year you yeah. know and yeah. which not surprising it, with Bill O'Brien but I just I my, thought it was my thing is I
6: don't think it was tolerated last year I think that when we were sitting here on various post game shows wondering right. where's Kendrick Bourne uh, where's you know where's Devontae Parker this week why does Devontae Parker have 100 yards this week and then the next three weeks combined he has 30 right yeah. I think they weren't tolerated last year and unless you're telling me that the biggest culprits of not doing what they were supposed to do where Jacoby Myers and Who Smith, and they've been replaced with guys that will do what they're supposed to do, I don't really know how that works. Yeah, yeah.
5: I think last year the biggest thing, you know, we talked a lot about the spacing and, and things like that. I think the problem with, with that stuff was that it just never seemed to get corrected because it never got better on film. Like, So if, if it yeah. was, okay, we had these issues in week six, but then by week 12 we were better at it, then it's like, okay, well, then the, the proper corrections and the proper – coaching points are being put through the players but it, it just never they never got it down and i i think the biggest thing is when you look at offense that's a good point and i think uh,
6: o'brien will fix yeah, some of that stuff.
5: I, I think offense is like this especially when you tell a player that you're running a five yard out it being a five yard out matters it being a six yard out uh-huh. is not what we have in the playbook the playbook says it needs to be a five yard out and that those types of things, I I go back to what Logan Ryan said the other day about about Bill, and that he had that ability to to look around the field and know what everybody did wrong or, or right on a play and, and correct.
6: Unless you ask him about it in the post game. Yeah,
5: correct eight, 10, 12 guys maybe on one play on both sides of the football, and those that type of ability to see it live in 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 real time is so valuable that, that I think a guy like Bill O'Brien can do that because he coaches offense and he knows offense inside and out. So when they're out on the practice field and, you know, someone runs a four step slant instead of a three step slant, he's going to say, Hey, so, and so this is supposed to be in three, right? Like you're supposed to break on three steps here. And the reason is because when you didn't break in three steps, well now this guy's route is now hugging into your route, which is now bringing this defender into your pathway. and, And that's how those, kind of domino effects happen. So I'm hopeful that those little details are going to get cleaned up. He's not going to make these players exceptionally more athletic or faster or, or ex- more explosive, but if they can be better at those little details, like how many times last year did it feel like it was third and seven and then they ran a five-yard pattern?
6: And you're right. just like, that's like what I, how that, do you That's what I meant. That? Like I didn't really understand the, the way the tweet was worded. Because mm-hmm. I, I agree with Evan in this regard that Bill O'Brien will set up an offense – and he'll structure it in a in a manner that makes much more sense. We've we've already seen it. It's yeah. not like something we we have to sort of project. I saw him here. I know I know he can set up an offense. So and I didn't have that confidence with the guys that were doing it last year, um, fairly or unfairly. I didn't think Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were equipped to do those sort of, uh, of adjustments. But in terms of like accountability, and it, it, they would never fixed it. But I think they never fixed the structure of the offense they never fixed the system itself it wasn't because of guys doing the same things over and over again and just continuing to play otherwise we wouldn't have spent so much time wondering where specifically Kendrick Bourne was (laughs) and and my contention all year was Kendrick Bourne doesn't play more because at least once a game when he plays significant snaps I notice him doing something blatantly wrong whether it's lining up in the wrong spot moving when he shouldn't move or knocking John o. Smith over on a crossing. Yeah, I was going to say, or colliding with people. You know, I saw him do something wrong on a consistent basis. He kept not playing. Right. Then he would go back and play and make a mistake. Then he wouldn't play, and people would say, "Where is he? He's Jerry Rice. Where? Or you know, why are we why are we losing this? You know, dangerous weapon. That yeah. to me, that was why he wasn't consistently playing.
5: Yeah. yeah. I just remember there was I can't remember it was late in the season. I can't remember the exact game, but they ran a, a route combination to the right side where one guy ran an under and one guy ran an out, and they just ran right into each other. And I was like, there's no way that when they put that play on the whiteboard that that's the way that it looks. So either somebody had the wrong play or the wrong route you know, in that sequence of play or – there, there had to have been some sort of a disconnect, yeah. and it wasn't when they put it out on the whiteboard. They drew up a play where two guys yeah. were going to collide. Like I, would, that, that, I would
6: put Thornton in there too. Like there were times where he's like coming across, maybe in a zone, and the throw was a little bit. And it looks like, well, that's a terrible throw by back. And going to surprise nope, you here. Nope. I don't always think that was the case. Yeah. I think that there were times where he was expecting him to sit in his zone or stop yeah. his route or. You know, he had that problem, and he would just keep going. He would drift yeah. and get himself in trouble, and it just didn't—it didn't look right. Yeah, there were a lot of stuff in between the hashes with Thornton. I thought last year yeah. it didn't that's look like point. that's the way it's I, drawn up. I
5: wonder in like college, like I don't know how much sitting in zone versus running away and man is like how much they really talk about that
6: you know me like I'm throwing terms out like I don't know if that was it just didn't look right no
5: you're 100% right I felt the same way and I I, that that's the old the old cliche is you sit in zone and you run away from man like that's that's the way that it's done and and you're coming over the middle you got to find those soft spots and you got to you know, know the distribution of the zones underneath and figure out, okay, this is where I can sit. Running a, a shallow crosser across the middle of the field when there's three zone guys sitting right, you're just asking for your head to get taken yeah, off. Yeah.
6: But Mike, we can all agree that um, the setup of the offense and the organization of the offense will be much improved. I like that positivity much from Paul.
2: Uh, I love Billy. <laughs> Let's grab one of these uh, calls here across great. the pond. Jordan, thank you for holding on. How are you?
10: Yeah, good Jens. How are you? Good, good. Um, you just touched on the kind of the coaching side of it on offense. I, just, you know, I think it was the owners' meetings, Belichick said stuff about um special teams about how he didn't think coaching was the problem. You I know, mean, we were number one in special teams two years ago, but so, you know, how can that be the problem last yeah. year, for why they were so bad, which doesn't make sense to me. But in terms, it looks to me as if he's blaming the players for last year's performance. He's changed kicker, punter. We signed a special teams guy in free agency as well, but on offense, we changed the coordinator, and the players are basically the same. Uh, how do you guys see how Belichick thinks about the blame for last year, players versus coaching?
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Um, I don't know if you guys want to jump on it, but I mean, I, I mean, I do think that he. I mean, look, Patricia's gone. Joe judge is supposedly helping out with the special team. So I don't think yeah. it's entirely just like, we're just going to let the coaching stay the same. I don't know how much of an impact, you know, that that actually has, but you know, and I, I do think we we were talking about on the show on Tuesday that they've added a lot of special teams, tight players in the draft and in free agency. So but they've also retained a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, so it's a big mush of, you know, guys like Slater and, and Cody Davis, but you know, Mac also bringing Wilson, in Ray Mac Hall Wilson, McMillan.
6: bringing back Chris – then signing Chris Board. Like, Chris Board really you know. was the only free agent addition <laughs> in that regard. Everybody else was retained. And I do think that he thinks that it was more players than coach. On special teams, I – for sure. Cardona. They're all bad. They resigned him too. And now, I, 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 the, yeah. the, like, and again, and I've said this many <laughs> times, just so I don't get it blod back in my face, I do not count specialists with special teams. Yeah, Like – Nick Folk and Jake Bailey weren't responsible for allowing three touchdowns. Like I understand the kickoff itself, right? And that was circumstantial because your, your kickoff guy was unavailable. He wasn't on the fe- he wasn't actively on the field the last whatever many games, six eight games. So someone's going to kick off into the end zone this okay. year. That's so that's different. I'm talking about the guys actually covering the guys running into the punter, the guys you know allowing yeah. you know get, they're all they're all going to be largely the same guys. That are that are doing those roles. Hopefully, Amir Speed or right, what's Bolden's first Isaiah. name? Isaiah Bolden. Isaiah <laughs> Bolden. He goes by Zay. Zay. He does yeah. go by Zay. Okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully, some of these guys can, you know, make a better. Yeah. Uh, Mate Mapu. He yeah. pushes Mac Wilson off right. the roster. Right. That to me would be a positive development. But we'll see.
5: Yeah, I, I do definitely agree with the caller though that they they feel that special teams was personnel largely driven by by personnel issues and not coaching and i i we've observed cam accord and obviously have talked to him i think he's a good coach and i think with special teams you really need to understand the nuances because it's a very unique thing like i i gotta admit like it's a blind spot for me like i i don't understand the difference between l3 and l4 like i couldn't tell you but i could tell you the difference between this route that route and you know this coverage that coverage it's it's a it's its own world and I do think that Cam Accord uh, has the knowledge. And I think that he's a, a good teacher because he teaches us. Like, we ask questions because we're, we're dumb. So we, we literally ask him questions and we're like, hey, like, teach us. Like, what is the difference between this and this? And he, he, he'll sit there and give great explanations to the media. So I'm sure that he gives great explanations to the players. I think last year, for some reason, that it carried over from offense to other phases, to be honest with you, that, yeah. that attention to detail just wasn't yeah. there. I think that's a I good I feel point. like
6: Bill, yeah. in general, and this is unfair because I don't know for sure how he feels. I think Bill in general thinks all problems are more personnel-related and execution-related. It's not necessarily... Like, we had this bad game plan, and we didn't have a good play. Like, right. no, go out and execute the play, and it'll work. Yeah. That's my I think favorite. that's how he thinks.
5: Yeah. Poor execution. Like, I, not to go on a Celtics ramp, but Missoula <laughs> loves to say that. Loves to say. Except oh, for
6: when they uh, have 18 seconds left in the game, and it was great execution, except for they didn't get a shot right, off. Right, right.
5: right. you know, he's sitting there saying, oh, yeah, you know, the execution in that situation could have been better. And it's like, for the Celtics, I look at it, and I say, okay, talent on the floor you probably have it like you got two all nba players you got marcus smart is one dude like you probably but with this team when it sometimes it is talent like sometimes you got to look at it and realize that they're not out executing the other team because the other team has better players than you do so i think a lot of those players got changed out in some spots
2: yeah, it's just like what keeps popping up to me is just, you know, and it's these guys that I think, you know, you're referring to, the Raleigh Webs of the world, you know, the, these the, uh, Brendan Schooler, we didn't even mention him as, you know, so it's like all those guys. I, I just, it's going to be interesting how this all plays out uh, here in camp, and, and maybe we'll get a glimpse in, in a couple weeks of what yeah. the special team that, is And that's doing.
6: what, like, I, I think that those kinds of guys, now Mapu obviously will be on the roster. Third round picks don't get cut unless they do something wrong. Um, but the seventh round picks can they can they earn jobs over, you know, four or five year veterans that have been largely just playing on special teams? Yeah, I think that would be a good sign if they if they're thought of that well. Well, I got some
2: stuff for you guys after the break. Plenty of great emails uh, that we, we have yet to get to. Also, I I, I talked to Zay Bolden's uh, coach at Jackson State yesterday. Well, the guy that replaced uh, Dion. Great conversation. So I'll tell you a little bit about that after the break. We're gonna have some food. We'll catch you after this.
1: Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six Stream Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at News Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
1: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with
4: exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the
1: marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
1: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots,
4: Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play
1: games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. And now, great moments in
7: history. And
3: yet, I was still nice enough to invite you along. Yes, it was very nice. Yes, oh, you were the third nice. wheel? You got our
8: no,
0: there were like us. six of us. Oh. I mean, the place was packed. I was going to
3: say,
8: Fred
0: was the you-know-what block.
3: Why are you mad at me? What, why, why,
0: he says with the big grin across no. his face. Why <laughs> are you so upset you about what you
3: did. I'm upset at you. Why? <laughs>
0: just yeah, you.
3: just you. All of our lives are open book. Why is it yours? Yeah, why are you open special? Uh, you purposely do these things. Yes, I do. I yes, yes, I, I do. He I purposely it. talk. We all talk about things going on. You make things out of thin air that are not there. What's thin air? You were with a lady friend. What's what's thin air about that? <laughs> a no. Lady a lady friend implies that there's something going on.
4: And she wrote that's a line. the
3: end of it. it. dude look like But it doesn't have to be. It 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 is, because I told you yesterday, and I don't like it when you make me repeat myself.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sounds like my father. Exactly. <laughs> you think I'm screwing things up for you? Just tell me. <laughs> no. you,
3: you've been screwing things up for me for twelve years, buddy.
4: <laughs> Did you specifically tell him not to mention it?
3: No. I knew he was going. As soon right, as he walked right, right, up right. and saw us, he had that stupid grin that he's got on his face right now.
4: <laughs> I can so see it.
3: Too. <laughs> I won't mention it again, but if. When
4: something happens, could you let us know?
3: Nothing is going to happen. You know, you know,
4: like if they hook, you know, if they decide to.
3: Nothing is going to happen. <laughs> you uh, effing morons! So I'm going to go let's... with Andy. Wait, why are you goes. yelling
4: at me? I didn't do anything. It's because him. because you're joking around too. You yank him it. on a little. Yes, I ad- you do. I admit it, but this is all Fred. I, I okay. What'd you guys eat? Did I miss that part? I had swordfish. That's another great moment from.
2: Swordfish. Fred used to get swordfish during the show. Not here. Oh, What were you guys? Was that a draft show or something? I don't know. No. It's got to del- gets It that was a PFW Davios. classic where Fred saw Eric on a
1: date and crashed at.
2: A restaurant. Oh, that's great! And now uh, it, it ties into this email that I was sitting on that I from Jake from Chicago that I wanted to to read, and I think Paul might be, have to be the one to provide this insight. But hey, guys, new listener. I
6: don't like uh, the sound of that. I
2: always hear the references to Eric. Never listened when he was on the show. Is there a specific show that is must listen to to truly understand the references you all make to him? I feel like I need even just a clip to truly appreciate what he brought or took away from the show. Anyway, I love the show and the entertaining perspective you all bring. I mean, I think that clip was pretty good, Paul, but if there were some other Eric moments... Um, but but you, I, no, I, I
6: mean, Eric the rejoiners was, paint the
2: picture, I feel Yeah, like.
6: Eric, I mean, obviously worked here for a long time. I would say Andy and I were much more into... The Patriots in football in general, especially football, because Eric was into the Patriots, but not like as passionately as we were in terms of the league itself. So that was, for starters, he kind of carried himself as being above the fray, shall we say? Intellectual. Yeah. I was trying to be nice. Um, he, In doing so, I think he opened himself up to a lot of those yeah. kinds of stories. Well, it's funny. It criticisms.
2: I, I was talking to Evan about it too. It's like you kind of become a character on the show and yeah. Eric certainly is, was a character, but he was also, you know, a great guy and you know, all all the things we pick on him for, but he was he was the also The only
6: thing <laughs> the next of guy. the show that is really completely 100% authentic is as soon as the the show is over, Evan does actually just watch video. He just <laughs> watches tape. Watches all 22 all the time. And if it's he's so not different. doing that, he's at a Bruins or Celtics playoff. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> or walking his dog. Walking my dog. <laughs> yeah.
5: But uh, the first, uh, my first interaction with Eric uh, back in 18 uh, when I first started, uh, he was standing with Aaron Salkin from PR, and so I thought he was in PR. I didn't know who he uh, was. So I went up to him.
6: That's the perfect thing that would piss him
5: off. Right. So I went up to him, <laughs> and I asked him if he had a roster. <laughs>
6: No, you didn't. And he mocked you. Oh, oh, and he oh, looked at me t- like he wanted to punch me in the face. <laughs> like, I, there I, you go. I can, I can totally see. I can see it too. Have, he, I, this is the first I've ever heard of he this have a story, and, and I know exactly what happened. And
5: he was like, his scally cap on. Why exactly. asking me are you, that? Bitch? Or like something like that?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, sorry. Like I thought you were standing with." <laughs> a, Whereas and, for Andy.
6: Or Mike, or myself. Oh no, it's Aaron. would have been like, hey, yeah, Aaron. You, I mean, you have a roster right. for, for for Evan. No, he looked at me like, I. I why would you assume I'm not in PR? That peasant. I isn't.
2: <laughs> I write long yeah. form features.
8: Yeah,
5: and then I, so I remember I I walked away from him and I recognized because I realized I asked the wrong person. So I, I walked away from him She's and staring I staring at you, like I wants asked, to fight you. I asked I asked somebody. Uh, hey, you know who's that? Who's that guy over there? I don't I don't. I've never met him before they were like, "Oh, that's Eric Scalvino, like he he writes for patriots.com." And I was like, "Uh, uh did, you, like did you go back and apologize?" In PR? Right no, I <laughs> no. uh, Mr. Scalavino,
2: I just I just wanted to apologize for earlier. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. who you were. Fuck you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there it is. Hey, uh, let's uh let's go back to the phones here real quick before we dive into the email Sean in Vancouver. Hey Sean, how are you?
3: Hey guys. Um, Mike, Mike have a couple of things. Okay. Now, Paul er- Earlier you were talking about uh, running backs and how they might not get on a, as much as a rookie because of the responsibilities in the passing game blocking schemes. Now, I wonder if that extends to tackle. Now, we've mentioned that they didn't draft a, a tackle because they're happy with who they have in the room, and I wonder if it also extends to the experience like Riley, Reef been in the league for a long time. Maybe he's going to be better at picking up those type of things when it comes to protecting uh, on on passing plays. I I don't know if that's their thinking, but that might be one thing.
6: Yeah, I think in general Bill doesn't love giving really big roles to rookies. I think he's been sort of reluctant to do that um, periodically over a long period of time. But I would say with tackle, yeah, I think ideally you draft a tackle in the first round and he's your third tackle. Yeah. But I don't think that's why they didn't take a tackle because he's not going to play anyway because now you just have the same problem next year yeah. if you don't want to play a young tackle.
5: I do feel like tackle, too, to some degree, it's just like you kind of block the guy across from you. See, well, guy, block guy. Yeah. yeah. That's offensive line play. For yeah, him. I mean, there's obviously slides. No disrespect to my son. If they put two guys over you, you got to you know sort that out and things like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think, you know, 80 percent of the time it's just like if you're a left tackle <laughs> the guy's lining up over you matthew judon's across from you you're blocking matthew judon you know yeah and i do right. think
6: sean I, I i do think that bill probably looks at that and says that's that's asking a lot of a young rookie tackle to step in week one and just perform but he's done that matt light matt light i was just gonna bring him played up. right out of the right out of the shoot in yep. 2001 um as a second round rookie and uh, obviously performed well and soldier ended up having to play i think the the idea right. going into that year was for him to sit and be the third tackle, but then Volmer got hurt and he had to start really the bulk of the season. Um, I, I just feel like, in general, Bill would rather not have to rely on rookies. I think he's a big experienced guy. Yeah.
3: Now, my my other thing has to yeah. to do with the draft. It's uh, a, a weird kind of observation, but there were basically seventeen players invited to the draft party, and uh, we saw, you know, 1st um, nine players the 17, out and they all... Can I just have,
6: interrupt you for one second, Sean? Yeah, sure. Because uh, a lot of people have said that. It, there was 17 people that went to the draft party.
3: Right. There might that, be that, more invited,
6: right. Oh, there was countless more invited. There was 17 yeah. that said yes. Sean, sure. I, I don't want to so, make it out to be, in other words, that Keon White, who I just had a really no, good no, conversation no, with his coach was one of the 17 people that they right. chose to go. No, 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 there was, like, a lot of people, and most people said no. They didn't yeah. want to go okay, and so do that.
3: Uh, so there was the, the first nine that showed up, they all hugged Goodell, right? And then you had a few, you know, who didn't show up, and then you had, uh, when it came to 17, you had Gonzalez come up, and, and there was no hug. It was just a handshake, and then Good. a couple after that, there were hugs again. So is yeah. there is there something going on with that? Like the Patriots don't get along with Goodell, obviously.
6: But does Gonzalez um, the Patriots get along younger, famously with no,
5: no, no, I don't think they
2: called no, Christian Gonzalez up. Like we just drafted no. you, and you better not hug Goodell. No,
5: no, I don't think Christian Gonzalez from the five minutes that we got <laughs> <laughs> to sit with him doesn't seem like a hugger to me. No, <laughs> no, doesn't okay. seem. Like I, a, I wouldn't uh, read I, anything into it at all. No, but nothing. I can tell you that the Patriots,
6: right. uh, both Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft have a very strong relationship with Roger Goodell. I know that probably upsets some element of Patriots <laughs> fans, but it's, it's, the, it's true. It's, they get along very, very well. Thanks, Sean. Okay. All right. right. That's, all, I that's got. all you got? All right.
5: That's, those are some good details, though. I, would not, I do not watch who hugs? to see who hugs and no. who shakes and who lifts him off the Damn ground. Enough. I know that's a no, big and, one.
6: And, you know, we, Mike, you had said before we went to that break that you had talked to um, Zay... Yeah, Zay Bolden, Coach Taylor, uh, yep. Coach uh, TC Taylor, who yeah. I do remember, yeah, was yeah. here as a uh, undrafted rookie a hundred years ago and 2002. You said you had a good conversation with him.
2: Yeah, it was fun. Just, uh, I mean, obviously Deion Sanders had had moved on, but you know, got a little bit of insight from them just on on Zay and the kind of kid he was, and and you know that information about Coach Taylor being here in 2002. Just like you don't realize it, and then the assistant AD said, you know, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but but then filled me in on that. So it was fun just to. I, I said, look, I know things have changed in 20 years, but you know, just from your experience here, what kind of things do you have to, to say to Zay, and you know, what to prepare him for, prepare himself for. So it was, uh, it was good. I mean, I just these these. We all do these profiles, and it's I, I really kind of enjoy just getting to talk to the coaches and just, you know, of course, they're going to be excited for their player, and it's all going to be positive, but it's also just, you know, fun to get to, to see these coaches who work with these players and are now getting a chance to see these players go on and, you know, achieve their dreams of at least being drafted. You don't know what where they're going to end up, but, um, but it was cool. You know, I think we're wrapping them up. We all are just about done. Yep. Evans went today on Jake Andrews, so yeah I think yeah we, and we've i done a good I wrapped job.
6: up Keon White today and I had mentioned that I had talked to uh Brent Key who is the the new uh, head coach at Georgia Tech. he took over on an interim basis uh early last season went four and four uh, after a real tough start uh, and earned the uh, the full- time job and obviously spoke very highly of Keon white as Mike said most of these coaches do that um but Not it all. was funny like he had talked about you know the the same impressions that we got of that video clip of how serious he was and um, he said that he was taken aback by it when he first came um, when in 21 when Keon White came from Old Dominion and transferred to to Georgia Tech he was taken aback I was like what's what's up with this guy what's his problem he goes is he an a-hole like he, he was thinking to himself and he sort of got to know him and, and sort of understand what makes him tick, and he's like that all the time. It's it's authentic. That's that's who he is. He's very serious, very mature. Um, he said he's he's older as as it is, you know. For but he's m- like more mature e- beyond that even his advanced age. So this is the, kind of the seriousness that you get. But he said don't mistake that for you know like a lack of passion, caring. Yeah, like yeah. he is very passionate about what he does. He was great at sort of holding the locker room accountable. really. Um, you know, in, in, on, on defense, especially last year, he would set up – one of the things that he told me, he would set up these contests. They would have two out of three matches, short yardage on Tuesdays at practice. And when the defense lost, it wasn't just, ah, oh, we lost today. We were, no, he made sure that they were accountable. So he felt like that was really good for him. Um, this is key talking now. It was good for me because I'm trying to like earn the respect of this locker room. And I had this guy really doing everything he could to make sure that everybody was doing whatever they could to win. And that helped me win over the locker room myself. So I think there yeah. was a lot of respect
2: there. I like hearing that. I mean, based on some of the stuff we've been talking about of just, you know, generally the everybody Leadership, should be accountable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like those yeah. things. I and love, by the way, this. I'll just
6: tell you guys that, that key, was the offensive line coach at Alabama from 16 to 18-ish. So he was heavily involved with recruiting Mac Jones and obviously went against Christian Barmore in practice and said, I don't know how you'd deal with those two, Barmore and White, uh, you know, down the road someday if they were, you Together. know, hanging out over the A-gap as sub-rushers in, in sub-packages uh, as the three technique inside.
5: That's the idea. Let's go. Let's you got, go. You got Judon on the outside, Uche on the other side. Yeah, it's
2: a good front chasing down mobile quarterbacks. I'd like watching. to let you know
6: about <laughs> Keishawn Booty, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm striking out. Like I'm having a real hard time <laughs> just getting anybody. Kevin Falk. Apparently he's got. Uh, something yeah, to I, say. I'm like I'm not really. I mean, I'll do respect to Kevin Falk, who I love, yeah. love, love. I'm not really interested in that kind of element. Get a call in your ever connection. No, I do. Lo- I love the. Uh, I love doing these
5: draft profiles though because it's just great to hear. What the kid is like, and the story, and and how, how these guys all got to this point, and especially nowadays with with NIL and all the transfers that we've had to deal with, and, and you know, go tracking down coaches that actually coached these guys and and got to know these guys a little bit. It's it's always good to to get some of that that background. This is what. Obviously, scouting departments do this before the draft, and we do. You know, we do it after the draft. But it's always fascinating when you hear stories like Paul's story about Keon White holding everybody accountable at practice. Don't, you hear these little things about these guys that the Patriots drafted, and you're like. And Patriot-like. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's patriot. very, yes. now I get it. The maturity yeah.
2: thing, too, that Paul said, because that was the same thing they said about about the kicker, Ryland, yeah. like, you know, like I mentioned it before, came out of the womb mature, you know, these yeah. guys are serious guys, they're into football.
6: Yeah, yeah I, I had actually, it's, it's unfortunate, I had an interview scheduled for after the show today with Mike Loxley, who is Maryland's head coach, yeah. and about Chad Ryland, who I already wrote the profile on anyway at this point, but yeah uh, unfortunately had to cancel that so
2: yeah uh you want to play a game got a little Won't game play here a game would you like to play a game Aaron I knew, I from knew Kentucky. he would do it well yeah there you go tic-tac-toe uh so Aaron from Kentucky's got a game uh, over-unders Bailey Zappi starts a hey
6: I'm gonna say over I think in the NFL nowadays somebody
2: gets hurt somebody gets hurt Ball, that would be somebody specific i'm gonna well, say under i mean last year how specific.
6: many teams had their quarterback play all 17 it's games crazy that's like question. josh allen yeah
2: yeah that's it mahomes i'm gonna say under though max got it this year mm-hmm. uh I like the confidence 2023 draft picks that don't make the roster two as we say
6: 2.5 how about 2.5
5: over under two over under oh, i'm going over i'll say over just they drafted five guys in the last two rounds <laughs> of the draft like
6: <laughs> 12 guys all
5: together yeah yeah
2: taekwon thornton touchdowns four
6: that better be over.
5: I'm gonna. I think that's a good prediction. Yeah. I I would say four on the on the on the money. I'm gonna cheat.
2: Gotta have some long ones. Uh, tight end TDs ten, like between Gesicki and Hunter Henry. I like that number. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. I I've been predicting a, a resurgent for Hunter Henry this year, and I think Gesicki will, will. I'll say over because
6: I think that's a pretty modest number for yeah. Two, two gonna, tight ends that can ten catch 10 the ball. today. The the the
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, Zappy TDs. We're staying on the Zappy uh, front here. Zappy TDs three, so uh, he gets. I'll go under, I think he's under. Start, under. He doesn't Jeez. get it. Okay. Special teams TDs two, uh, with Marcus Jones and Demario uh-huh. Douglas maybe. I'll go. Or, I'll go under there. Under. Ooh. Gosh.
5: I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over too. I think special teams be much better yeah. this
2: year. Yeah. Uh, because they got new players. Um, Paul gives <laughs> nod before the Pats before the fourth twice. <laughs> I don't. When have you given a Patriots nod in the last uh, two seasons? Detroit. Detroit. Detroit, I
6: gave, without question, that Maybe game was Browns. over on on like the second fourth down stop. <laughs> Right? And they had yeah. like four more fourth down stops along right. the way. Well, kept yeah. just
2: kept, well they, you know, board got interviewed um, and they were like, what do you, do you, anything you remember from that game? And he was like, nah. But I was hoping it would be like, oh, no, we kept going for a fourth down. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm, you got to this, the best special teams player in the league. Like, come uh, on, get me out there. Probably no, nerdy. If, if, you, if, if math, he
6: didn't get signed by the Patriots, he probably would have said, yeah, none of our players <laughs> played <here."> What's so <laughs>
5: weird about that game, just like mini sidebar here, what's so weird about that game is that you would e- expect that that would mean that the Lions are analytically driven, right? Because you're going for it on fourth down. But then they took a running back and an inside <laughs> linebacker in the first <laughs> round. So it's like, are you, are uh, you can pick t- a side, <laughs> right? And you can tell that Dan Campbell and their brain trust and Ben Johnson, their offensive yeah. coordinator have to be constantly at odds because yeah, yeah. Dan Campbell's. like... I'm feeling this one. I'm God. feeling it. God. I'm feeling we're it. Gonna, I, we're going to tear, tear is, our kneecaps yeah. or whatever. It's the
6: epitome of, I'm going by my right, guy. Yeah, I
5: right. right. yeah, I'm feeling right. it. we got to right, get yeah, a the, yard. Yeah, Benny, and, and Benny, uh, we Benny. Gotta, we, I'm feeling it on this We've got to run the ball. We've got to get a guy that can stop the run <laughs> and we've got to control <laughs> the, you know, the linebacker. We're going to get Brian Urlacher in 2013. Uh, 2013 it is odd, though. Detroit
6: in general, they they like had a really good offense last year and they had two running backs in Swift and Williams... That were very productive. Williams like, had like, right? yeah. like 16 touchdowns. Yeah, he had a touchdowns, million touchdowns. But they, but they were very productive. Yeah. And they said, well, yeah. I'll get rid of those two guys, and we'll get David Montgomery, and then we'll draft Gibbs. Like, yeah. Just, just <laughs> shuffling the deck, the, the chairs on the Weird. screen. The Dan Campbell. Weird.
5: Be I'm a b- nerd or don't be a nerd, Dan Campbell.
6: Make up <laughs> your
2: mind. Uh, last one. Uh, how many weeks does Mike drop an expletive out of frustration for the team? Three.
5: Under uh, three's high. Three. I to say, under. under. High.
2: Yeah, thank you. But yeah. you
6: will. I. It would definitely I be more than one. <laughs> I appreciate it. I haven't. Uh, I haven't dropped one yet here. So we should get a, a Deuce right Cam for the, the road games oh. when we're sitting in here.
2: That would be. That would be. Well, we can't. You
6: got to see. Like there. There are different things like, beyond just the Patriots ineptitude offensively that, like set him off last year. It would Be. Oh, I was very... Uh, his, his he m- sits right where uh, you are. His mm-hmm. Mac
5: reactions when Mac is yelling at the sideline, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Oh, and
6: then someone will be in here, which will really get under his skin <laughs> at, at that time. And he's like trying, to write. He's trying to write. I'm write You know, and I'm like, you know, as as I like to say, semi-retired. So I don't do any <laughs> writing during the game anymore and Mike is like feverishly and I've been there I've done it I did it for a hundred years and feverishly trying to get this done so when the start of the show comes you can be focused focused. and have your undivided and and there'd be like some random like uh, Mike what'd you think of that
5: I'm just very (laughs) glad
1: the headphones go on
5: (laughs) I'm very glad that we have the setup that we do because Mike doing like the immediate after the game but I, I can't it's, it's, a bl- I, it's tough for me to do. Yeah. Like, it's tough for me to focus on the game the way I want to focus on the game and chart it and do all the things yeah. that yep. I do live and then also be writing, like, a gamer that's supposed to publish right when the, the, the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter. That I'm very glad yeah. that we have the setup we do because <laughs> well, that's not You've got some time right. to, like, marinate. Like like yeah.
6: like I actually started... To, the, the, the style that Mike does, I started doing when we first went... Um, Digital. Yeah, when we first went away from the paper and we started doing post-game shows, I just thought, like, you know, sort of quick hit, random observations. I used to call them random thoughts, and it turned into, like, game observations. What is it called now? Game observations. Game observations. Um, But what used to happen to me all the time is the things that you thought were relevant in the game, you know, you'd start stacking up, and then clearly there's a pattern developing. And as you're writing them, you're writing them in such a way that would indicate they won. Right. Or they lost. Right. And then when that changes last minute. Exactly. You're like, the whole tenor of this is now. Oh, well, it's like the Marcus Jones punt return. You know, I mean, there was like,
2: it was a nothing game. There were two field goals in it until that point. And then all of a sudden, you've got to like completely put the biggest point point in would like you have three minutes before the right show but
6: at least that's something you that, that like yeah, that wasn't that's, a change in that's, your, that's your top like i'm thinking more along the lines of like uh patriots did a great job uh in pass protection and you know dolphins came in you know leading the league in sacks the patriots uh, offensive line completely shut and all of a sudden there's like a strip sack right with three minutes left in the game that cost the patriots the game right Oh yeah. So now I have like six points that I've made that are almost irrelevant. Yeah. At this point, and like, what do you do?
5: That, that's why. That's why I like doing the way that we do because I can. I get to you know talk to the fall, guys, a little not bit. fall into that trap yeah. and marinate it on a little bit. Uh, but
6: I, I fell into that trap so many times too.
5: It's tough. It, it's tough, but I. I there is a part of me that you know I, I love traveling to the games like I would not give that up I I love doing it but uh, you guys have some fun here too you know I always I, oh, I always like wonder nonsense. What, what's nonsense going on oh. we do have a lot of fun here oh, yeah. and
6: we have a good, like Hardy's really good mixing it with us and and Matt is is here with us on Sundays too um, but yeah I mean there what I used to like about the road games is I never really worried about writing Because at the time, we didn't post right after a game. Right. So I never really worried about any writing because I knew I had the plane. Like, what else are you doing on the plane? Yeah. You know, I'm going to write on the way home. And you could sort of collect your thoughts, formulate a plan, and then execute it. You know, the home games were always different because you're always like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I got to get out (laughs) of here.
5: Yeah. Uh, Well, inside baseball, but now – I try to publish before we're wheels up. Oh, oh many, many times I've been done wheels so, up.
6: So when the meal comes, I don't, yeah. I don't have to put my laptop down. I'm literally
5: like in pocket like ready to hit publish and the plane is going <laughs> like this and i'm like and i'm come on, yeah Wi-Fi, yeah and come on, I'm Wi-Fi. Like, on my hotspot on my phone uh, and it's like trying to get like make sure that it fun. goes up every once in a while i have to hit up fera and be like hey like it's written but i just need somebody to to fill in the the all the little boxes and stuff like that and but yeah it's uh it's a it's a fun I, I would I love going on the road I, I love being at the game you got to
2: get this you got to say these things now because you can't say them at home you have to be like, <laughs> I know I know Jess
5: I have to travel. I tell her it's, all the it's time. my burden it's no, my burden I tell her all the time I can't it's really difficult for me to do the detail that I want to get into without seeing the whole yeah. field and like being there so watching it on tv to me is a little bit like having one hand th- yep. tied behind my back because yeah. i'm at the mercy of the camera angles I, that they're giving me i so. just think of
2: the contrast for me between the away games when we watch it on tv and you're you know you're stuck with what they're showing you you're also yeah. getting the peanut gallery everybody that's right. in this room is weighing in on their thoughts so that's you know gonna call it but and then when we're up in the press box it's I'm getting what you're saying. You're yeah. seeing the whole field. Yeah. You can watch what you want. If I yeah. want to take my binoculars and just focus on one guy for a play, I can do it. Yeah. Um. I. 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 I it's. I hear exactly what yeah. you're
5: saying. Yeah. And then I always go down to the locker room afterwards and, like, usually off the record, I'll go up to some players and be like, "Hey, like, I think I saw it. This like, is this my yeah. right? Am I on the right?" And they're like, usually they like kind of give me a wink, wink, nod, nod. And they don't actually like tell me like break it down for me the way yeah. I, you know some might think, but it's 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 good.
2: I uh, got an email here from Ryan in Atlanta I liked uh, with Kraft a good story about announcing like that. Yeah. week one with will be Brady's return. I feel it appropriate to talk a little bit about some of Tom's greatest moments. So what are uh, your favorite moments, plays, from Tom Brady's career that might not get as much coverage as many Super Bowl comebacks or nail-biting AFC championship games? For me, the regular season game against the Saints in 2013 when he hit Kembrell to Tompkins in the end zone with five seconds left to win the game was the moment that gets me. As Evan says, hot and bothered <laughs> when I watch it. Sorry for my clunky like reading there, Ryan and Atlanta. One well, uh, the hips, like, <laughs> quick Uh c- Good question. I, I always Denver
6: Monday night game. Was that? Last second touchdown to Givens, I want to say, yeah. in the game that Lonnie Paxton, intentional safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snapped the ball off the goal post. That was, was that, oh, what? That was the almost three-ish. three-ish. That was,
5: three-ish. That was like one of those games where it was like, okay, like, Belichick is, is – <laughs> doing stuff on a different level and brady is brady but like that was one of those patriot games where you're like all right they're playing they are playing chess Do you and know why they want, Do you want ju-
6: to know why they won that game oh no <laughs>
5: <laughs>
8: <laughs> heaven knows what's
6: coming don't ruin <laughs> my childhood for me right now let me remember it like it was no no let him it's it's uh, always it's always interesting they screwed up on the return of the kick and got bottled up deep in their own end they mishandled the kick on, this, on Denver, the, yeah now I think that the the intentional safety to me Just was not checkers <laughs> see, see intent the intentional safety to me was football one one. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys would have done that now most teams would have lost even doing that I think that was the right thing to do um, most guys would have lost the game because you, you you have a free kick let's say you get the ball at the 30 yard line first down ends the game and if you don't You're punting the ball and you're getting, you're pinning them way down and there's no time left. Right? You, you, you yeah. Everything after the intentional safety was completely botched by Denver (laughs) in that game. Um, I think it was Delta O'Neill, if I want to remember. I think he seemed to be Patriot. I think he might have screwed up. I I might be confusing it with a different game, but whatever. Um, That drive by Brady to me is memorable. I, I, that throw to, It was like a 20, 25-yard touchdown. It wasn't like a little flip, you know, on a little, you know, in-and-out route, you know, jerk route. It was like high degree of difficulty, and at mile high, they never won there. Well, whatever, the Invesco field, I think it was at the time. Just an incredible last couple of seconds.
5: I think my first memory that I I always stuck in my head was uh, Troy Brown's game winner in overtime against Miami oh yeah that's a great that's a great one that one when I when he hit that throw first of all if you like go watch back and watch that that is a absolute seed. Like oh, Yeah, <laughs> Great throw. yeah he and, he, and he's kinda like backpedaling when he throws it too. He's, his momentum is not going forward. It's not like a typical Hare Mary where the quarterback runs into yeah. it or something like that. He's backpedaling and moving to his left, and he still gets enough on it, you know, to to hit Troy Brown in stride and, and then Troy Brown pulled away for the touchdown. And I will never forget how excited because they never won down in miami right like there was they were on like a crazy losing streak down there and i just uh will never forget how excited even bill was at you know throwing things yeah so headsets up yeah. there, like mary
6: tyler moore right <laughs> yeah
5: and that was that was a big one uh the other one that i always love is um the the snow game against tennessee uh, where uh, him and Moss and that I think they scored like fifty six oh, yeah. and a half yeah. or something like fifty nine and nothing. Yeah, that game just was like classic. Like we're better than you, and we're just dirt stomping teams now. And that, <laughs> and
2: that was a, that, and that was a rough Patriots year too. Like that was yeah. just a, an outlier for that that team in general. Yeah. I I just like oh seven. It's obvious. Like no one's surprised. But just some of those games, it just felt unfair. It yeah. just felt like the, these guys are on such another level. And and the one down in Miami to me. where they still play those highlights, just a couple of those Moss touchdowns where the one guy, like, tore his ACL, like, on the play. Like, Moss just, like, one-hands it on his shoulder and, like, two Dolphin players just go flying and one guy's got, like, a knee injury. And it's just, like, those moments where you're like, this is just, it's not fair right now. They're on a different level. Even, like, Cincinnati that year where you just felt like they were unstoppable. It was
6: pretty cool. I don't remember Cincinnati. Cincy. I do Early remember on. the Miami game was was silly. Moss right? had Moss had he was one just throwing just these up these balls. Like you talk about, like you develop bad habits. Yeah. He threw one up like into triple coverage. <laughs> they had him completely right. surrounded, Moss and Moss just like jumped up, caught the ball, and everybody like just fell over. <laughs> it was like you know when yeah. you watch those clips on yeah. on on like YouTube of yeah. like the kid that's like eight years old and everybody playing youth football, <laughs> right, yeah. and they're all just falling down around him. That's what it looked like. That, yeah. like they were playing their own game in, in a him Sandlot. and
5: Moss and, and Gronk are like the only two guys that felt exactly yeah, like that Gronk. like like this is varsity like we're on varsity these are guys that are playing JV like that's how it felt watching those guys but I just remember in 07 like you knew you could tell by Brady's like mannerisms when he was loading up the gun to, to throw it deep to Moss and you're watching it on TV so you can't see Moss down the field but you're like Moss is down there somewhere uh, and he's, pro- he's probably wide open well that was the,
2: <laughs> the one game that I went to in 07 which was actually during the writer's strike that's going on again now out in LA uh like I'm like I gotta go back I gotta see this team but I went to the Pittsburgh game which two you know famous plays there was a big one to Moss but there was also the like the triple pass from yeah, Brady yeah. to Moss yeah, to Dante and, Stallworth and, and, right? and we were me and my sister's we're in the second to last row of the stadium so we're like so you had it was more than the all 22 yeah. it was like the all lower bowl i mean yeah, like all thirty thousand down They're there but you the could clouds. see but you could just see it develop yeah. you're like oh you could you could tell that gaffney didn't slow down for a second right. you know like it was yeah. just it was all uh right there for you from from that high level so yeah. it was pretty cool that that game
6: so those are a few yeah, you know, okay. a like few random, I, uh, you know. Without, it's hard to really come up the playoffs.
2: with with ones that you don't feel like are famous, though. Because like all the oh, games we brought famous. up, I'm like, I remember every yeah. single one of those well, moments. That you that know, just, it's hard that, to that's be a like, there's one gem
6: that you didn't. It's such remember. a product of their dominance that you can like. I always joke about this. Like, the Patriots seem to have more games that have names. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, if it's not like a like, you could go in a couple of ways. That New Orleans one that the the emailer said like that. To me, that's the Kembrell Tompkins game. Because it's the only thing Kembrell Tompkins ever did that was memorable in any way. (laughs) Right? But you know, a lot of people would say it's the Unicorn and Showponies game, because that's when Zoe lost his mind after the game. I have
5: to say that game, I was gonna give Zoe credit. Like I think that he lost his mind. His call of that of that game-winning touchdown is why I think for a lot of people of my generation that were a little bit younger in the beginning part of the dynasty. That game sticks out to all of us so much, and a large part to Zoe's credit because of the call. Like, the call yeah. was money. And then, obviously, I think the Red Sox won a World Series game like that same day. Like, it was just a great Boston sports day. If I'm
6: not mistaken,
5: Show the no, it was the Ortiz Grand Slam. Ortiz Grand yeah. Slam against yeah.
6: Detroit yeah. when they were like five <laughs> outs away, right. four outs away from, from being down L- 0-2. Yeah,
5: yeah. and uh, that was just a great Boston sports day. And I remember I was in college, and my college roommates, none, nobody's from Boston in, in my in my friend group, and uh, they just hated me that day. They were like, this guy's got Brady, he's got Ortiz hitting Grand Slams, and like they're all just like, you know,
6: wallowing. Yeah, I remember in, in my office writing after that game when I had the, the Red Sox yeah. on, and I was like, I just like started yelling He's like yeah. I can't believe it. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't effing believe what I just like what he just did and I I, I that think was, that was a lot that was a fun night. I miss having athletes it's, like that. <laughs> it's that funny was a fun night here, like it, for all that going on.
2: It's funny to me that we're all talking about like I brought up oh seven when they were just so dominant, and then you guys brought up thirteen when they turned over all their receivers and you're mentioning yeah. Kenbrell Tompkins like being you know, like it's just they could win so many different atrocity? ways. Well, they just—it's such a contrast between those two teams. Like you know, I mean, I know 2013 Patriots weren't you know the worst team of, of this of the last 20 years, but you know, it's just they could beat you that way when he had scrubs and and they didn't play great the whole game, and then they just kind of pull a couple drives out at the end, or they could roll you for 50 at, at you know an 07. It's just such a contrast, so many that, different that things Saints, to, to appreciate. That
5: Saints drive, the game-winning drive, when people. At, like, say, like, oh, what's your argument for Brady being the goat? And I'm um, like, o- other than obviously the Super Bowls and like stuff. Austin Collie. Like, he led a touch game winning touchdown drive with Austin Collie, <laughs> Kenbrell Kimbrough- <laughs> Tompkins, Aaron Dobson. Like, who? Like, you don't know who. Like, that's the thing is in, look, I i, I don't want to get at the whole thing, but like, Peyton, like, played with other Hall of Famers around him a lot.
6: Okay. And Brady he could- did, but he also did it with. Austin Collie and, Pete, and <laughs> he beat the But waiter. those,
5: but those guys were were not. You know, he had Reggie Wayne
6: and Marvin Harrison before that. But then he had guys. then he had Austin Collie and Pierre Garcon. as his, his top two receivers. And he's
5: a great player too. I'm not trying to, no, no like I know, crap I know. on I know. Peyton. But it just that he had Brady had that ability to elevate people around him. No and, no question. And I look at a uh, you know. Again, not to go on a whole Celtics rant, but I look at like some of the athletes that we have in in Boston now that are great players at their sports. But guys like Ortiz, guys like Brady, like the, the, these guys just don't have that. Like generational they, they talent, don't have. Yeah. They, they, Jason Tatum has generational talent, maybe, but he doesn't have that like ability to just pull Austin Collie and Kenbrell tompkins to a game winning drive, and, yeah. and and you know those types of moments or David Ortiz and everybody knows that Dave Ortiz is about to hit a grand slam and, t- and tie the game, and he did it. Like, yeah. he just does it, you know?
2: I felt similarly about the Patriots' defense in the early 2000s of, you know, not at the level of, of what Brady became, but just I always had such confidence. I've talked about it with Vrabel, too. Like, similar kind of thing. Like, you just yeah. knew these guys have been in all these situations, and I, I just feel confident. No matter who they're going up against, they're going to be a tough matchup for whoever the, they're going The,
5: the Eagles' Super Bowl is exactly that to me. The first Eagles' Super Bowl, obviously –
6: the, that was a touchdown game, right? Like they, they they were only up a touchdown. Oh, and they probably should have been losing yeah. by more. Right. Earlier in the game, I thought Philly really outplayed them in the first half. But I totally know where you're gonna where you're going with this. I never for one second, second thought the Patriots were gonna no. lose that game, no. and I never really even thought they were in trouble.
5: No, and, and they that drive that Rodney Harrison has the pick to seal basically seal the game. Th- that was a touchdown game, right? Am I? Yep. Uh, and, yeah. and it, Never once did it dawn on me that Donovan that McNabb field, was going
6: to – Field goal game. It was
5: 24-21. Never once did I think that Donovan McNabb was going to march down the field and win the game for Philly. No. Not I know. one
2: time. Right. And then you felt the same way when Eli Manning got put in a similar situation, you know, at the end of the, right. that game. And you're like, all right, like just close it no, out. I mean, yeah. everybody just pictures Rodney Harrison intercepting the ball right. running. But at. even no then, problem. like yeah.
6: I'll take it like on, on the other side, and sometimes when he didn't do it. So Eli Manning scores a touchdown. They were down three. I said, okay. It's like thirty seconds left. Twenty-six, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. He'll get a field goal. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't believe they just threw bombs. Yeah. Like the first couple oh. of plays. Now one of them, like, almost got <laughs> completed. You know, oh, but that still haunts me <laughs> to this day. <laughs> How can I, no. I? I just like, why wouldn't you just continue to do what you always do and run like these fifteen-yard crosses with Wes Welker and yeah. call timeout, yeah. get out of bounds, do whatever you need to do, and. Let's live to fight another day. See the show. It whatever. always takes but a I, dark I thought, turn when we get 07. I thought they yeah. would, you know, to your a point like the yeah. confidence that you had in the defense. I had such confidence in that offense. I never, yeah. never thought that game was going to end there. I said, "No, oh, we'll go to overtime and 14, see what happens." Yeah, fourteen. Then they, when they, you know, when when they sacked him on the first play, I kind of said, oh, yeah, "Maybe it's just not meant to be." Yeah,
5: yeah. and then they, against uh, Carolina, like Carolina was in that
6: game. Carolina, I thought, could win the game.
5: Carolina was squarely in that game, yeah. and yet somehow they. It just felt like they always figured it out, and then of course, as you reminded me in '07, they did not.
6: <laughs> but I'm not gonna like pretend like the the Eagles game in '04. I never thought they were gonna lose. The game the year before, when Carolina yeah. kept coming back, kept coming back. Yeah, I thought that game. I thought that game could have gone. gone either way.
5: If you're like my age or younger and Patriots fans is listening to this. Go back and watch the Carolina Patriots Super Bowl. It's on YouTube. You can, It's it's a condensed version of it, actually, on YouTube, so you don't even have to watch commercials. That is an all-time great game. Just a, a game in NFL a, history. a weird game of yeah. a contrast right. of, like, right. no, no, score, scoring, no scoring, scoring in the first,
6: 14-10 in the second. No scoring in the right. third ends up 32-29. Right.
5: Just a, it always gets missed. I think because Carolina wasn't like this, you know, didn't they didn't have this great quarterback or wasn't a great Carolina team in theory. But that's Physical. one of the best Super Bowls I think that that's ever been played. I mean,
2: Julius Peppers. I, I know th- those guys. Just I remember hearing from some of the Patriots guys talking about that Super Bowl, just how tough Carolina was. Like they just they were they had a big was defense. It, like Chris Jenkins.
6: Was it uh, Brenson Buckner? Chris Brinson Jenkins. Buckner. Peppers. Peppers. Uh, they had uh, Dan Morgan. I think. Yeah, was I think the Dan linebacker. Morgan was there.
2: Uh, they, they had some players there oh, Uh that defense. Steve Dan, Smith, uh, Muhammad. Daniel
6: Manning was, uh, um, not Daniel. No, Moose Muhammad. That's, That's what it was. Ricky, Ricky Manning, Ricky I Manning loved, jr. I loved Steve Smith. I still love oh, Steve Smith. Steve Smith Steve Steve was yeah, great. Yeah. Muhammad had like an 87 yard yeah. touchdown. Oh there. yeah. But yeah. That percent. was a play that he, he stiff on Eugene Wilson. Uh, I know I've told this story on yes. the, on the radio many times and Fred and he got hurt on the play. <laughs> And Fred insisted that Wilson wasn't hurt, and he was just <laughs> embarrassed that he gave up a touchdown and got stiff-armed. He ended up not returning to the game, having surgery to repair a torn groin, I believe. Um, <laughs> and Fred still, to this day, insists that it wasn't a real injury, and it was just all oh, for effect. He played oh, the long game. Playing the long I think that's
5: still the longest touchdown from scrimmage in Super Bowl history. The touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, say 87 yeah, yards, Muhammad, that was. Yeah. Just like that. But that was and how that was that game the first was.
6: time. The Patriots were trailing in something like 10 games. Yeah. And the last time they were, had been trailing prior to that was in the same stadium against Houston, like in November of that year.
2: And that was in the midst that of was there. That was before so I retired. 21 games. Stuff. 21 game wins. streak. Is that what it was? Yeah. They, they topped out at yep. yeah. That team was dominant they kept running out uh, let's uh, grab a couple emails here as we roll down the final stretch um from jerry north carolina just about the rookie wide receivers if the two new wide receiver rookies show they can contribute to the offense early in camp can we package Devonte parker and kendrick bourne and a fourth to denver for jerry judy and a late round pick
5: <laughs> these are these are like the trade machine things right like it's just forgetting your trade has been rejected we're getting uh, a little wonky
2: but we did talk about guys that maybe could be moved, and I know Kendrick Bourne came up, and I mentioned just as we went to break. Of we saw what Shaq Mason just got another nice three-year, good money deal, solid for him. Um, maybe a little bit of a, of an indication of what Michael O'Neu is going to potentially get next off season. You've got a couple. I mean, all three of these rookies could probably play guard. Uh, if one of them really pops, do you? Do you swing on Wenyu for something? That's that's my question right now, maybe as a trade bait guy. And
6: I know you yeah. hate
5: it, Evan. No, I don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> well, if one of them pops, uh, yeah. is yeah. a
6: key part of that. Like, I don't want to trade him right now. Right, <laughs> right. But, like, you get into training camp and somebody like, has an injury. City Sal looks like he's every bit as good as Michael Wenyu. I'm not opposed to that.
5: Yeah. If there's one guy out of that 2020 draft class, Duggar Uche on Wenyu, I don't mind parting ways with it's on Wenu, right? I mean, it's the guard. Like, that's fine. My whole argument with them is just. I said this off air, there's no reason that Kyle Duggar should not have a second contract with the Patriots. Like there's, He's done everything. He's checked every single box. He's developed. He's been on an upward ascension now for a couple of years. He's a good football player. You drafted a good football player, and you shouldn't let those types of guys walk. I think Uche, it's more complicated because of his role and, and lack of three-down versatility and things like that, but I would throw him in, in in that same category as well, that I feel like he has been somebody that – especially if he has a good year this year, I would expect that he, they should retain him. Now, on Wenu, I, I can take it or leave it on him. A great football player, like really good guard, but allo- Solid. I think they learned maybe their lesson a little bit with, I'm hoping. with Joe Tooney and Shaq Mason that investing big cap dollars, especially in guards, is really not where you want to allocate your resources, especially when you use a first-round pick on the left guard. So now you have a first-round pick at left guard. You have a $10 million right guard. At some point you need to spread the the assets around a little bit more
2: I want to make a better argument for Uche because I just and like I know everything you said I mean he's not a full-time player but I I do think that in today's NFL it's I look at it a little bit different than I might have say in 2011 when they kind of had Mark Anderson in as like kind of in that role I would say like it it was and I know he got elevated to playing starting defensive end after Andre Carter got hurt but as you know a, a designated pass rusher essentially like You need those guys. Like, you need an athlete like Josh Uche coming off the edge. I agree. I just – I find it hard to – it's just I know you got to find what what money makes sense. And if he turns in a 12-sack season this year, even if it's largely, you know, feeding off of the team defense and just kind of being the finisher – I just, I, I think the biggest thing for me is this, what Evan said. You drafted this kid, you developed him. You don't have a lot of these guys. You want to have some continuity in the locker room and guys who you know can kind of carry the culture f- forward year to year. You're not going to have. You already lost McCordy this year. You're probably going to lose Slater if not this year. You know, within the next year or two. So, I, I, there, there haven't been a lot of draft hits, and I just, I struggle for as much as I can say. Right. He's not an every-down player, and he'll get paid somewhere else. And yeah, maybe I agree. I,
6: I, I, I'm less worried about him not being an every-down player as I am him not being what we saw in the last eight weeks. Yeah. Now, I'm fully ready to say, hey, look, I, he was a late bloomer. Took him a while. Maybe he was banged up a little bit first couple of years. Came into his own. And if that's what I see this year, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. I, I'm less worried about him being a full-time player because I think that role is very valuable. You pre- Especially I mean, in today's NFL. I yeah. you're I you mean, you're you're not playing a lot of snaps, but you're playing the most critical down in the game. Now what you getting you off Now, the field. what do you pay for it is the question. And that's, that's why, you know, the Shaq Mason deal, it was a three for 36?
2: I think so. That sounds, yeah, Kay. 12
6: years ago. Yeah. I'd sign up for that for, for a when you. Yeah. I don't think that's what a when you mm-hmm. will sign mm-hmm. for. No, I think it'd be double that. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the free agents in their prime are going to get, like, deals that are twice that size yeah Yeah. and that i would say i'm going to step back and say whatever it said i learned from tooney and mason two really really good players played at a very high level for the patriots we re-signed them and it's not really the difference between winning a a super bowl or not like i can i can get by with lesser at that position and save money now on one hand i say you can save money if i thought they were just going to spend it i wouldn't care But I do think it matters. Like, everybody's got a budget, and I think it matters. So I want to spend more wisely.
2: Uh, Stevie just had to – he emailed in just to agree with with you, Evan. Uh, If you haven't seen Panthers Super Bowl, go check it out. Great game, especially the variable touchdown. Fourth quarter was ridiculous. That is, in fact, true. It's
5: also fun to watch those games now because you know that they win. So there's no – there's the stress of them potentially losing the game is is no longer there. I always
6: like when I watch games back then – you Because know, I was here every day, every game. And you remember like when Mike said that he talked to a guy who was an undrafted free agent, and he said T.C. Taylor. I, I remember T.C. Taylor Yeah, from mm-hmm. training camp. Did you like cross and his name off every time he came When on? you go back and watch <laughs> that horrible. game, you see guys that uh, you've never thought of in 15 years, never once. Yeah. And the guy that always sticks out in that game for me is Sean Mayer, oh. <laughs> who when they lost like 9,000 safety, they lost Wilson, they lost Rodney, they just had to put – that was the version of Nate Ebner yeah. who had to finish the yeah. game at safety. Um, Sean Mayer, undrafted rookie, I want to say out John of – John Mayer, Sean. Sean. Sean <laughs> Mayer. Uh, I think he was out of Penn State. Yeah. I'm a 39 not- – like, Son. when I watched yeah. that, Your secondary like, I look and Wonderland? I was like, was that yeah. the <laughs> who the heck is that, you know? We keep on – Dexter waiting. Reed. No, no wonder
5: why Carolina put up 30 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, no, that was, a <laughs> that, that was part of it. Yeah. That was absolutely part yeah. of it. Yeah.
2: All right, that's going to do it for us, but don't go anywhere. The Catch-22 guys are uh, up next talking more football for the next couple of hours, and uh, that'll do it for the rest of us, though. We'll be back uh, next week, Tuesday. We're getting closer to OTAs and everything else. Off-season, feel the love.
7: Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen